Hello, right. everyone. Hello. Hello, Eric. Can we just... Yeah. Hello. You you seem suspiciously quiet. No, no, I'm just trying to figure something out. I I sealed the envelope before I should have sealed careful. it, and now I need to try to figure out if I can do the thing that was supposed to go in the envelope, or if I should just go ahead and cut it open and then seal it up again. No, man, you need to get it over your kettle. No, I'm not doing that. Why do I guess it open without ruining well, it? Everything is done online now, so I can probably just do it online. Well, why the hell are you putting it in an envelope, then? Yeah, Send yeah. it in an email. Yeah, what are you doing? Have you not heard of this modern technology fandangled stuff? Yeah, I got it, Frank. Thanks. Right, so we just get going. We need to get going, man. No point starting early if we don't get going earlier. Welcome, yo, to the veteran gamers. Juju, Jimmy, out of fellas will tell you about every single game that we're playing this week. News, reviews, and an indie pick. Stew story time and Chili's game breakers. Here comes Duke with the soundbite saviors. It's the veteran gamers. It's the veteran gamers. Switch that console up before you have to press repeat, yo. Hello, and welcome to show 181 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yay, 181! Now, you see, you threw me there. I was expecting something after the end of the, you know, the song, and then nothing happened. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, normally you play something else, don't you? Just... Oh, Dare I even ask what the relevance of that song There's is? There's no relevance. Last week it was Call Me Maybe, and I figured this week we'll go for Britney Spears. Oh, God. Don't worry, Stu, really? this phase won't last long because he has to kind of keep up with current popular female singers. <laughs> hey, I, realize, I, think, I know nothing more recent. I, I don't I think, even know any Justin Bieber songs. I don't know. Are we going to have... No, Chris, in the one over there in the UK, like 98 generation or something? I know. God knows. Are we going to have Christine Aguilera next? See, I don't know any of her songs. I don't know anything. This is it. I'm Gen- done. Genie in a bottle? No. <laughs> I'm a genie a- in a bottle. <laughs> Call me maybe. <laughs> so you've got a remix there. See, two songs smashed together. Yes. Oh, anyway. I would not to subscribe to this podcast if I was. Do <laughs> you know how you always say how the health service in America sucks? Yeah, the institutions of coverage suck. Yeah, because this week on UK TV or in the last week, there is a program entitled The Man with the Ten Stone Testicle. Uh, okay. Did you have, you have you heard of this man? No. He seems kind of famous because he had a ten stone testicle, That's which is great. I don't remember saying big. I want to hear about him. Go ahead. But anyway, the reason he had a ten stone testicle was because before he got to be in that size, he did go uh, to try and get it sorted out, but didn't have the adequate health insurance cover in America. He's an American man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Eh? yeah. And and he said it was going to cost X amount, and he said, "Well, I can't afford that." So it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. God, and then one of America. The, I know. One of the initial consultants that it initially contacted, uh, contacted him and said, oh, uh, you know, your big massive testicle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm going, everyone yeah. in my neighborhood. Yeah, to carry it in a towel. Too. 
I had to carry it in a towel. Uh, but, <laughs> but anyway. Excuse me. So this, Excuse me. Yeah, the surgeon phoned him and said, you know your big testicle that you came to show me? And obviously we wouldn't do it because of the cost, etc. Well, I've got some students that are training with me at the moment. Oh, and obviously they'll never get to see anything like this again in their lives. So I'm going to do it for free if you're, if you're okay with these students observing it. Science. So. These medical students stare at your enormous balls. And yeah. uh, you can have... He even asked... See, one of the questions. we do have good medical care in the United States for freak mutants. <laughs> he even asked, would they be able to like get some money by donating it after it had been removed to help pay for his treatment? <laughs> what the hell's going to buy an enormous testicle? Well, you don't want to talk about what I've been buying this week. <laughs> How the hell do we segue into what you've been buying from a giant testicle? Go on then, what have you been buying? Yeah, you really didn't fall for that joke, did you? <laughs> no, I thought you were going to actually have bought something. No. That was I bought oh a huge testicles was where I was going with that. What, mankini? <laughs> mankini. No, that's it. Uh, that's all I had. Okay. But it's a crazy place you live in, Duke, where you can't get your Tell testicle me. with it. Ten stones. Ten stones. Oh. And you know what, right? Obviously, he couldn't get any trousers, all right? So do you know what he had to use for his trousers? A uh, trash bag. No, an upside-down hooded top. Nice. <laughs> so he put his legs legs in the arms, and obviously the body bit covered his giant testicle. I'm glad we do this shot. <laughs> just thought I'd share, you know, because it was just crazy. It. It's lovely. You know, we've had dogging on the show, so I thought we'd do something else weird. <laughs> Just what I'm mentioning it. Anyway, hey. uh, video games, I guess. Yes. Uh, by the way, this week, lean week on news, I've got to say. Not a lot going on post E3. We actually talk about games and stuff then. Maybe we'll be done early. Yeah. Maybe it'll only be like an hour-long show. You never know. You never know. It might be shorter. So, warning, if you're expecting, like, the normal two, two and a half is maybe. Maybe it won't be that length. Yeah, maybe it's a it. lot shorter. You know, we could find other weird and wonderful we things. Rambling on about. about how it might be shorter. Yeah. Oh, by the way, <laughs> actually, that was now Andy Murray is through to the quarterfinals. So I just mentioned that. You know, you know, big up the British. I assume there was a name in there, but I didn't understand the rest of that. Sandy Andy Murray is is through to the quarterfinals of He's Wimbledon. Through to the quarterfinals. Okay, I get. He is. Yeah, he is. So, well done, him. Are you, you don't seriously do tennis. talking about tennis? Tennis? Do you not do tennis, too? Look, we've had snooker on the show. I thought we'd add a bit of tennis. Yeah, snooker's here. a game of class. It's a game of wits. It's a game of minds. Tennis <laughs> just has chicks in it, so that's why everybody watches it. <laughs> How can you win after only scoring four points as well? That's what I always want to all right. Anyway, game. video games. Yeah, go on then, Duke. Go on, Duke. I'm sure you, uh, while yeah. you're, whilst you're on holiday, I'm sure you've been playing absolutely. Oh, I've been lo- busting my ass trying to get this book done. The proof oh, is on its on. way. I've organized an event at a local bookstore. I read his website. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Anyway, have you got have you got flyers? Not yet, but I'm going to make them. Um. All right. So oh. Spartacus Legends this is a free to play game on Xbox. Is that right? Yeah, I've heard of this. I, I, I did go to look for it, but I didn't find it. Maybe I didn't look hard enough. If you go to XBLA new releases, it's right there. I must have just missed it. Or I must have looked before it came on. Who knows? Who knows? I heard about it. Anyway, mm. it's a uh, one-on-one fighter in the tradition of Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. It's 
you can move in three dimensions. So if the guy is attacking you, you can dodge up or down, you know, and you'll move along the Z axis. Um, it's okay. I got pretty bored with it quickly because I mean, you know, there's some tactics involved, but I don't know. I just think one-on-one fighters really aren't my thing anymore. There was a time when I was crazy into street fighter. I used to go to my friend Steve's house and play that stuff all the time. And we used to play in the arcade and stuff, but now I'm just not interested. So I'm, I'm guessing it's got like a Roman theme. It's it? definitely got a Roman theme and it's giving you all this history and, uh, it's all this stuff about like, uh, you mean this game was educational. Well, not really, but yeah, it's sort of, of about, Oh, this one school, a pluribus unum, whatever. Uh, they were known for training the greatest warriors and blah, blah, blah. And, it seems ridiculous because they're giving it this elite, sophisticated air. When in reality, it was rich people get to cheer for the poor people to kill each other. So is it is it like you know lions and tigers on chains and birds well, and stuff I, like? I could see it's just human versus human, and the one guy has a big axe and you have a sword and then you fight and there's blocking. Oh, oh yeah, I've heard because there's a downloadable character who has massive testicles. <laughs> Ten stone, no yeah. less. He swings them round as yeah. a weapon. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, uh, I, it's free to play, but I already deleted it because it's not my type of thing. And uh, eh. I mean, the graphics so, good, sounds fine. Yeah, I mean, there was there was one on um, the iPad a little bit like that, but I can't remember what it was called now. And that was like a Roman theme. So has it got like a background like you're in a like an amphitheater or whatever, you know? It's like yeah, it's actually there. And and like there's all this stuff about how you gotta you know get the crowd on your side, and then you can com- do an execution or whatever. Um, but I don't know. I just felt a little repetitive and dull, to be honest. So were there no, like, cool special moves and stuff, or did you just not learn that? There might be cool special moves. What I noticed was A to block, or A to attack. I don't remember which buttons were which, but, you know, you block with the left bumper. And, you know, I, I, I approached it in the same way I approach every fighting game, which is how I played Soul Blade, which is just mash every button over and over again. And eventually, <laughs> the thing about Soul Blade that was so wonderful is you could just do that, and you'd be doing combos. It was awesome. And you learned that way which combos were which. You didn't have to memorize a whole bunch of stuff. You could just randomly push a bunch of stuff in and then go, what was that? I want to figure out how to do that move I just did. I think I hit X four times. So I don't know. I mean, it's fine, but it's not really my thing. So I don't know. No, well, if people, so what else? If people are into Roman games, you can check that out. But the other thing is, I mean, I haven't seen Spartacus the movie, but isn't that a movie about like people resisting this sick system of slavery where you kill it's a each TV other? TV show. Well, I know it's a TV show now, but originally it was a movie, wasn't it? Yeah, know. it was a movie. And the guy's like, I'm yeah, Spartacus. It's quite a famous no, I'm movie. Spartacus. No, I'm Spartacus. Hasn't he got a chariot race? I doesn't know. he? I haven't it's, seen it. It's all the slaves revolting, isn't he? That's and what all I that think. Sort of so, but that's what just seems so weird with this game is like, nobody needs to revolt. You're just happy killing each other in the ring. Blah. Anyway, uh, there was a big bundle that came out. I sent you an email about this, studio. You did, and I was like, what is all this shit? Well, it's a bunch of shit is what it is. <laughs> I was it like, was like I'm not even paying $2 for all this shit. <laughs> it was incredibly cheap. and it's a, It was it's incredibly a, like full of stuff I've never heard <laughs> of. Like crap. But there's another yeah. bundle on the same site that had Section 8, and I'm like, hey, these people have good taste in games. So well, Case in point. Hey, case closed. Yeah, whatever. Um. But one of the games in the bundle was King's Bounty, and I'd heard about this game, so I'm like, all right, I'll give this a try. 
And it's pretty. It's. I mean, it's not crap. It's just. It's <laughs> not crap. First of all, should, the graphic is that what you have on the advert. Uh, Play King's Bounty. It's not crap. <laughs> the quote on the back of the box. It's not crap, but it's close to crap. And it's like it's really... first of all, the graphics were all flickery, so like I couldn't tell what was. Oh, you know, every five seconds, blah blah blah, like graphics. I don't mean like it would flick off and on. I mean some digital mess would appear on the screen. What what sort of game is it? So the game itself is basic. It's sort of like an RPG, but it's really a lot of sort of turn-based tactical combat. So you huh? put your knight on the horse over here near the top of the you know grid, and then you'll have your magic user in the back so he can cast from a distance. And you'll have your archer over on the side. And I mean, you know, there's some cool stuff about where to send different people on the grid and so that they can draw fire from this direction or that. But you got to protect your magic user because they can't be hit by anything or they'll die. Um, so, I mean, there's some cool stuff to it. But they, the graphics problems I had combined with, it felt like some tedium dealing with the same, you know, you just like at one point you're supposed to go into this cavern or something and get this treasure or whatever it is. But as soon as you get in there, there's these spy- there's this spider walking around. You get near the spider, and then a little emblem comes up, combat. So you go into combat, and then now it's going to be this 10-minute thing where you f- do the tactics, and there's like five spiders. You get done with that, you move along, there's another spider. And then you know it's going to be, oh, combat, another 10 minutes for that. So it's just, you know, I guess I've gotten used to the kind of combat we see in, you know, Kingdoms of Amalur or Diablo or whatever where you see the monster, you kill the monster, and that's it. And I don't think I have the patience for this kind of grid-based turn combat anymore. I think that's... I mean, interestingly, I played a game that has a similar combat style, which I'll talk about, which I think you probably like more in the way that it's actually put together. Yeah. And I mean, with turn-based combat, I just... I don't know. It didn't work for me. Um, There was a free-to-play game on Steam recently called... March of War, I think it's called, something like that. And it was only two gigabytes to download, and I'm my hard drive's at a premium right now. So I was like, ooh, that's small. I'll give that a try. But I haven't had a chance to play it yet, so I can't say anything about that. Um, but I did go back to play Stronghold, which was uh, a classic real-time strategy game where you build a little medieval castle. And once it gets to a certain level of like laying siege to other castles... And you have to create a siege machine, and there's all this stuff about you know having your soldiers hiding behind these barricades that they have to move. It just got kind of complicated. But those first few levels where you're building like a wooden fence around your keep, and you just have a bunch of archers keeping the wolves away and stuff, that's really cool. So I've been playing that again, and of course defense grid, awesome. I just went through the oh, whole game. Course. Yeah. Of course. Um, yeah, so glorious. But it's weird, because there are certain levels that I look at the map as soon as it comes up, and I'm like, oh, I know exactly how I did this level, and I remember how awesome it was when I, you know, was winning last time. But the first part of the level is very different. So I'm like, oh, crap, I I guess that's not how I'm supposed to start out on this level. So it's... So is this new, is this like a new game plus? No. That you're doing now? No. Or is it just just the same game again? There are different ways to play it. Like, there's, you know, challenge mode where you play the same level, but it's endless monsters or whatever. But I don't have any time for that. So I've been playing the same levels, but but I'm not used to the 
beginning part of each level. I'm, I, my memory is only of the end part when I'm just stomping every monster that comes along. So it's a readjustment mode or something. I don't know. Anyway, uh, another tower defense game that I found is called Night of the Living Dead Defense. Now, apparently uh-huh. it's the phone game because when you start it up, it's the dimensions of a phone on your screen. So I guess they ported it over to the PC or something. But it's a pretty standard tower defense. The, the annoying part is there's only a few spots on the screen where you can put. It's actually like people with guns, but it's basically towers because, you know, they can't move and stuff. So, but uh, you the, the zombies don't always travel in the same path. So you have to put people in what you hope will be useful spots, no matter what path the zombies take. But if one group of zombies suddenly doesn't take the right path, your person over on the left side of the screen is useless. Mm, that's interesting. It is interesting. I mean, it cool. changes it up a little bit. It does change it up. The coolest thing about it is that they have sound effects from the Night of the Living Dead, the movie. Like, they went actually licensed with this. So when a new round of zombies comes in, this voice comes on and says, They're coming to get you, Barbara. And that just lends a nice little piece to it because it feels more intriguing that way. So, I don't know. Whatever. And then I've got my ninja playthrough on Skyrim. Oh, it's so awesome. I got my... Uh, stealth up to like 80% now and it's so cool because like the you don't have any idea what I'm talking about but people who play Skyrim will know the farmer I'll be down in Blackreach the farmer's right in front of me and I'm just like ah you can't find me can you <laughs> stab instant kill woohoo well that's like when um in the in uh, Oblivion yeah where you could magicify all of your armor and everything so that you were fully invisible. It kind of feels like those these two games are related in some way. I mean, I know they're not the same game, but I feel like there's sort of a spiritual connection between Oblivion and Skyrim somehow. Yeah. They're not the same. Like, yeah. are they? Almost like, you know, kind of like the same universe as a yeah. series or yeah, something. Yeah, it just feels like, you know, like they're, they're very similar. <laughs> So, the, but uh, he does the scrolls do equivalent of a drum. Yeah. Do you not? Do you not feel though that it breaks the game somewhat? Because I remember when I because you had to go a long way. You had to get to a quite a high level before you could do that in Oblivion and actually become fully invisible. But once you'd done it, it broke the game because you could just go around killing everybody and just taking what they had, which was cool for a bit. Well, I don't want to go but, around killing everybody. I am a character. My character is uh, uh he has honor. He has dignity. He's trying to uphold the you know, code of the ninja. You're like one step away from LARPing. You're in a <laughs> he is, isn't he? But, but you've got to admit, though, it is pretty cool taking people out when they don't know you're there. Well, of course it's cool. And the coolest thing is, once you do the Thieves Guild, you get the Shadow Cloak of Nocturnal, you just crouch to become invisible for like 60 seconds a day, and then you go up behind somebody, slice neck, and then they have no idea who did it. It's a true ninja. It's well, awesome. I'm not being funny. But if you've sliced an egg and they're dead already, they will have no idea who did it because they're dead. Well, of course, but nobody else does either. Just, <laughs> that guy just died. They're dead. They're dead. They're pushing up the daisies. Yep. And that's it. Yeah. That's what I've been playing, yo. Is that it? Interesting. 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 So, Chinny. No, Stu. What have you been playing, Stu? Okay, what have I been playing? Well, now that's kind of an interesting question oh, God, because... It. So I've been playing... <laughs> oh, my ninja. <laughs> No, because, right, you know, I got um, God of War Ascension and The Last of Us for 44 quid off Tesco. 
right? Which seemed like a pretty good deal, didn't it? You know, like basically five quid for God of War Ascension. Yep. So I'm like, it's a good deal. It's a good deal. I'm I'm really not feeling it, right? I put it in. Even for a five. Even for a fiver, I'm not feeling it, right? And I, I'm not saying it's a bad game, but it's a bad I game. I don't know whether it. Whether it's coming off the back of The Last of Us or whatever, it just feels so contrived and old. Mm. And I feel like it's so slow. Everything takes ages. And it's all like repetitive patterns. And you've got to duck in the hole. Then you've got to jump out before he slams his thing down. Then you have to hit him. You know, then you have to dodge for a bit. Then you have to jump in the hole again. And when he slams his thing down, then you've got to jump. And it all feels like a chore to do. Mm. You know, when you're just like, oh, God. And I, honestly, I played it probably for about two hours, and I'm, I'd had enough. If I'd have got it off Love Film, I'd have just sent it back, but obviously I own it. So then I thought, oh, I'll just go and trade it in, you know, and get something else. Yeah. So I went on CEX to see how much it was worth, right? And this is always a bad sign, isn't it? CEX, the trading value for God of War Ascension. Now, it hasn't been out that long, no, has really, it? Really? Ten quid, right? And I'm like, it's not even worth trading in. Well, well, you know, yeah. it's 10 quid. No. You know what I mean? Cool. I'm just like, oh my God. It's weird, but no, it, I've heard it's like a good game, but it's just not... I don't know. It's, some people it just don't seem to be arsed about it. Nothing about it at all grabbed me. Nothing. Not even those like, super graphic kills, you know, for killing stuff. Yeah. It, it just felt like I played it. I mean, even though I only played... Well, I played all of them, to be fair, but... It, it like it, I feel like God of War three was miles better than this somehow. Like the story's a bit nonsensical. It's just there's no you know like at the beginning of three you have this whole thing with the gods and everything that oh, sort I of sets everything what happens up. Now. I think you see Zeus though you know Zeus. that kind of stuff. So it sets up this huge sort of thing. Well, this just sort of doesn't. He do, he tries to, but it just it just doesn't measure up to any of the previous games as far as I'm concerned. And I just. I don't know. It, everything just felt so slow to swing your stuff, and it just felt like it was so slow. I was like, you know, compared to something like DMC, where everything's really fluid and quick, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Was, it felt like. Game? No, I need to get back on it, but I haven't going to. And I think that might be what I get back. Unless you see game on sale for five dollars, and then you'll be like, ooh. Well, no, I'm, I'll be honest, no. But uh, so I played that right. Then I played Resident Evil Revelations demo on the PS3. <sighs> And I kind of liked it. I wasn't expecting to. This is the one that was ported from the 3DS, isn't it, I think? Yes, that's correct. Um, and do you know what? They've done a pretty good Resident job of it. into Resident Evil 4. Yeah, and it, it was kind of cool. Although, again, do you know, it's so funny when you see weird things that developers do in games, right? And you do this whole level, right? They give you quite a good demo. It's quite a long level. Like level. So you do this whole level where you have to find a key to open a cell where, like, one of, I can't remember which person it is now, but they're sort of being kept captive, and you can see them through the little slot. And then you have to go all around this massive level, killing stuff and collecting things, and, go in, and you eventually get the key to open the cell, okay. right? So you do all that, which takes you about 20 minutes. You get finally back to this door. So you have to backtrack all the way back through the level to get to the door where you'd first come, yeah. right? Open the door, and it's a trap. So as soon as you walk in the room, you get gassed, yeah. right? But then I'm sitting there thinking, well, why did they bother locking the door in the first place if it was a trap to like lure you in anyway? Because as soon as you went in the room, you'd have got gassed anyway. So why the hell did I have to just go and do all of that stuff? Because he wanted to gas me. It makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. No like, sense, I tell you. 
It doesn't. It's just like, why do I have to go through all these rooms doing all this stuff to come back here when he could have just let me in and gassed me then instead? Good question. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, but yes, coming back, do you know when I said I played a game that you possibly would like, Duke? And actually, I was kind of impressed with it. Yes. Which is which was a 3DS demo yeah. uh, called Fire Emblem Awakening. Fire Emblem Awakening. Fire. Yeah. And I've got to say, I was I wasn't expecting to to like it because I didn't. I thought it was going to be your usual JRPG, you know, turn-based combat, all that kind of stuff. And I was thinking, this ain't going to be my thing. It's going to be all this bloody stupid. You have to have this activated, and you have to do this, and you have to do that, and you have to take it in turns and all. It sort of is, but it's actually more of a tactical turn-based combat system, so akin to what you were describing, really. So you have, like, an archer, you have, like, your main sort of swordsman, you have your um, character that sort of replenishes your health yeah, and all those sorts of things on a grid base. Mm -hmm. And I understand how to do it, you know, and I actually kind of liked it. And there's, like... But instead of being just, like, you know, like normal random battles... Yeah. They, they sort of they, they have a setup for each battle that you go into. So they're quite long battles, and it sets it up with a, the town's on fire. We need to go and find out what the hell's going on. Then you get to the town, and there's obviously these rebels or whatever trying to burn <clears> the town down. <throat> then you go into a big battle with them all. Or, or you're traveling in the forest, and you come upon whatever, and then you go into a battle. But it's, it's kind of weird because the actual art is lovely you know the way it's drawn there but there's this weird thing where they have n none of the characters have feet that i can see well, hmm. that's odd. so it's like they're walking around on stumps which is a bit weird uh but it's beautifully animated you know beautifully art you know lovely artwork and everything but like the top down grid view is like the most basic pixel representation that you could ever imagine yeah but it just works. It's a, it's a bit of a contrast to the actual... And when you do, like, an attack, it goes into this really, like, beautifully-looking animation of you attacking the enemy. Mm. But obviously, outside of that, it's just this pixel grid. Well, do you want elaborate on. graphics on the combat? On a no, yeah, no. And I, like I say, I think it works really, really well. So I can... I'm, I'm definitely going to put it... I'm not going to buy it, but I'm definitely going to put it on my love film rental list i mean i'm gonna add it on to the thing is that you, you know developers have to know their limitations on something like this but yeah. at the same time we've become kind of spoiled with i don't know i have like that's i had a ds at one point and then i just got rid of it like just because it's, yeah it's if ever i was in a situation where i was going to play some games i was going to sit down at a pc or a console and play it i think what they've managed to do with this is make it's simple enough for someone like me who's never really played one of these, because this is part of a big series, I believe, yeah. who's never played one of these games before, to understand what I'm doing and go. And it's got the usual sort of JRPG tropes with, right. you know, weird teenage boy looking characters and high pitched voices and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but it seemed kind of cool. I did like did yeah. like what I saw well, played of it. it I was, think it, it would be something I might get into if I were interested in, you know, yeah. handheld stuff. But, but at this point, I'm just not. Uh, but I've also played more Peggle. You know, after we discussed Peggle the other week, I was like, huh, I've not played that for a while, so I re-downloaded oh, it yeah, on my Peggle. iPad. And I'm like, you know, it's still got it, you know. When you play that game, you're Peggle like, how cool it, by the way. I know, well, that's what we were talking about. Because we talked about that on the show, and my wife was interested in that, and that was the only thing she was interested in from E3. Yeah. It was, it was like Peggle, a very kind of second-hand announcement as well. It was yeah. like, 
Plants vs. Zombies, like Garden Warfare. It's going to be you know, third person. Oh, yeah, Peggle 2. Bye. No, no, they, he got quite an animated. He, like, Peggle no, 2. he jumped up in the air, but then he left. Yeah, like, straight yeah. Off. and then he just walked off, and there was no trailer or anything. It yeah, was just sure. like the logo. No, he didn't tell anyone. He just went, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to talk about Peggle 2. <laughs> yeah, I've just got to do Peggle 2. Uh, but I don't know what they're going to do differently, but it'd be interesting to see. But that all being said, the thing that's taken up the vast majority of my time this week is Animal Crossing New Leaf. Oh, you went, you caved in. We caved, I caved. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so, so it has to be said, arguments did ensue in the household as to who was going to be mayor of the town. Needless to say, I did win. Of course you did. Of course I did. I said, no, you can be the resident. I'll be the mayor. And Millie's like, no, it's not fair. Uh, so, you yes. know she'll play more than you anyway. Oh, you know, I've, I've set her up a character, so she's got her own little character going on. Uh, I like how it starts. It's, it's more or less the same as we've always had, but they have expanded it. So before, you know, all the shops and everything were in the same town area on, on the original DS yes. game. In this, you've got your sort of town area, and then there's a separate area for shopping and the train station where you go if you want to visit your friends' towns and stuff. Lovely. So that's kind of cool. There's, a, there's also where an island. Where do I get this game? I know. Also an island where you can go to, and apparently the island's cool because you get loads of rare animals and fruit and stuff, so you can bring back fruit to plant in your town so you make more money at the shop and everything. More money, more money. More money. More money, more uh, problems. I've got my house, so I've got my house. I did have a tent, but the, I, I have upgraded now. The house has come. So you get a tent? Uh, that didn't take long. Yeah, you get a tent to You're begin. You're the fucking mayor. You I know, they just give you a tent. Shit, man. The tent. I was the mayor. I'd be like, yeah, well, oh, where's the nearest mansion? By the way, that's mine. You know what Tom Nook's like? He comes along, he goes, where do you want your house? So you say, here. And he goes, oh, it's going to take a day to build. Uh, and, you know, but while you're waiting, here's a tent. That's what you No, get. he should be like, here's the keys to a hotel. Five star. Five. That's that's what it should be, but it isn't that. Um, some cool stuff I learned that I didn't even know you could do. Uh, one of Millie's friends said, oh, you, you can get money out of rocks. Did you know you can get money out of rocks? I'm like, no. So what you have to do is... Get a rocks. I'm doing it right now. Look at that. $5 in a rock. Yeah. Well, apparently what you have to do, and we've been doing it, you dig holes around the rock, but leave a space in between so you can stand there, right? Hmm. And then you hit the rock as hard, as many times as you can. And if you get the right rock, it's only one rock in your town. If you hit it, hit, get the right one, all these coins start coming out of it. A little bit like Mario. Yeah. Uh, but you just have to hit it as many times as you can. And you can get up to like three or 4,000... Uh, bells, uh, the currency is at, at once, so you can do that. And then one other rock a day, exactly. One other, one, sorry, <laughs> one other rock a day will have some sort of gemstone in it, like a ruby or an emerald or a diamond or something like that. So you hit that, and that comes out, and then you can go and sell that in the shop. Hey, so there's lots of cool stuff. Um, this game supports QR codes, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So so you can like get like uh, block paving or all this stuff to make your town look cool. Now, interesting thing with that is, you know, there's so many idiosyncrasies with this game. So I was like, well, it says you can go to the Able Sisters and that's how you can activate your QR code. So off we go to the Able Sisters shop. Um, and there's there's no there's nothing in there. There's a the woman called Sable who just doesn't talk to you and the other two sisters who are doing whatever they're doing. So I went online and I'm like, how do I activate QR codes? It turns out you've got to speak to Sable every day for 10 days Jeez. in real real time, 10 days in real time. And once you get friendly enough, she unlocks the QR machine for you. 
So I was like, oh, okay. So it's going to take at the very least 10 days to unlock that so that we can actually start using QR codes. Everything takes ages. So it's, like like, the it's like a Farmville or Simpsons tapped out, but without yeah. microtransactions. Yeah, there's no microtransactions. But like, for instance, to get to the island where you get all the cool stuff and you can fish for sharks and things, and you can go swimming as well, so you can like swim and catch stuff. So that's kind of cool. Um, you've got to have bought your house and then made the first payment as well on top of that. So you, you put your 10,000 bells down for you to get your house in the first place. And then you have to obviously pay off whatever the first part of that loan is before you can get to the island. So God knows how long that'll take. This is not and then on, I know, on top of that, Tom Nook, you know, in the first game, Tom Nook, wasn't the a lot. stupid. Yeah. Well, his nephews are in this, Timmy and Tommy as well. They run the, the general Tommy. store. Timmy and Tommy. Uh, run, the, <laughs> run the general store. General, this. Sticking my finger so, up. So, Tim, <laughs> yeah, so Tom Nook um, has all these stuff you can add to your house, like different walls and different this and different that. So, no, he's no longer just making you buy a house off him. He's got all these, like, extensions and all this all other cool stuff you can add to your house for more bells. You know, he's got, he's got to have me well-stitched up, I tell you. Oh, dear. Well, stitched up. But and Millie said, which got, I mean, because obviously, you know, you know, I'm not going to tell the story again of how upsetting it was last mm, time. Mm, mm. Uh, but Millie said, uh, even Millie was like, yeah, you know, this is just as addictive as it was before, you know. And it kind of is just doing these mundane tasks, walking around, shaking trees. It's a weird one. It's a weird one. <laughs> it, it, it makes no sense whatsoever as to why it should be fun. But Millie. That's what I think Millie's, about this podcast. Yeah, exactly. But Millie still believes that by sending letters to the residents, she can arrange a party and they will turn up to a party in a tent. Mm. And then she's upset when they don't. And I'm like, they're not real, Millie. They, they, you know, it's lovely that you sent them all letters inviting them to a, you know, your party, but they're not re- unless it's your birthday, they probably won't turn up. That's like real life. I know, I know. In real life, they don't even turn maybe, up your birthday. I said maybe they just don't like you. That's like real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't like being... So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of so lucky. that again. I know, yeah. And I can see that I'm probably going to waste lots and lots and lots and lots of hours on this stupid game doing mundane tasks that makes no sense whatsoever. Strange. It is. It is strange, but it's true. Strange, but true. Strange, you can't but true. It. How much was this you game? Do it. Uh, £29. Mm. £29. It is a lot of money, but you know, <laughs> but we've already had about hours and hours of, uh, you know, actual gameplay already. <laughs> you know, hours. So it's worth it, you know. Yeah. And on this but one, you start on the train, by the way. You earn, yeah. hey, well, whatever. Um, but you start on the train on this one as opposed to, I think it's a taxi in the first game and a bus on the, the Weaver. Yeah, I bet you got your money's worth right there on a train. You're on a train now. Oh, well, 30 quid well spent here, Millie. Yep. And and before you get any drawers around, there's lockers in the train station where you can go and leave any stuff you want to get rid of, you know, or put into storage. Yeah. And an, another trick people I'm do. Not gonna I'm not going to for lockers, gee, I'm sorry. I know. Um, no. You know you can send letters with gifts. Yeah. Well, apparently you can stack up to four letters on top of each other, so what you can do is put a gift on each letter but just not send it to anyone. And that's another way of storing your stuff. So you can have more slots in your inventory. So, gaming the system. 
Yes, in, in effect, yes. Take that, the system. Yep. And that's it for me this week. So, tons of Animal Crossing, God of War Ascension, not so sure about that at all. Resident Evil Revelation, and Fire Emblem Awakening, pretty cool. So, there you go. Chili, over to you. Pretty cool. I've been playing Star Trek. Oh, God, I've heard that's awful. Is it, well, is it, is it as bad as everyone says? Come on. I mean, the, the, the great thing about Star Trek is, yes, it's awful. Um, the great thing about Star Trek is, yes, it's awful. <laughs> it's uh, shit. I've, I've been playing it with uh, my good friend Marsh. Oh, is it, a multi, is it like co-op? co-op? yes. I'm playing a uh, Spock. So is it third Y'all person? The record for not giving a what about what game you're playing as long as it's got co-op. Exactly. Is it is it third person then? Yes. It, it, what is it? What sort of game? Well, it's like who's except Star Trek. If you let me talk. Um, oh. It's a it's a third person shooter. It kind of plays like Mass Effect a bit. Oh okay. Um, See that sounds cool. So it does, far. doesn't it? It's a, it does. Let's, let's listen to this on paper. It's yeah. a co-op Star yeah. Trek game. Plays like Mass yeah. Effect. You play yeah. as um, the captain. Kirk thing and Spock. Can you have sex with alien women? There is a green yeah. alien at the start looking hot. Well, then it is like Captain Kirk. And in true co op form, me and Marsh went up to him and go, hey, baby. Um, <laughs> Did it, does it have the obligatory red shirted yes, There are many red shirt people that die. Um, there's one bit <laughs> really? where they, they're just on this balcony because, hey, help us. Help us. Balcony falls dead. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, let's not give it too much praise because this game is terrible. Um, wow, the <laughs> where do I start? Okay, so the movement feels disjointed from the environment. You don't really feel like you're in the environment. The cover system is awful. Getting out of the cover system is worse. The sprint feels stupid. The animation is bad, and on top of that, um. It's a little bit homoerotic. Ooh. All right. Is that because of the dialogue or just because of what goes on? It's a bit or of both. It's a little bit from column A and a little bit from column B. It's, it reminds me of Army of Two a little bit. You know. Homoeroticism in Army of Two. And it, it's like, even, you know, when you do the classic. Especially when they have anal sex with each other. Yeah. The, well, you know, it's in the deleted scenes. It was, if you complete it on uh, the hardest difficulty. If you can please it on the hardest difficulty, that that's the scene after the credits. Hardest um, di- oh, you like that? Hardest difficulty? You require a three-bedroom bisexual house share. So there's there's terrible. um there's you know the the classic co-op thing where there's a door and you need two people to pry it open. You know, that kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the usual tropes. Yeah, yeah, that, that usual stuff. multiplayer games. Right, yeah. And you know, there's a bit like Kirk will, or whoever gets there first, will kind of put his back to the one door. It's like double doors, you know, sliding doors. And he'll put his back to the one door and push it open with his hands, with you know, to the other. And Spock will squeeze in, you know. So it's kind of like crotch to ass. And like, Ooh. you know, it's. It had me a crotch to ass. And the spacesuits are quite, you know, tight, tight. revealing. Did it? Does it have like a potato bulge at the front? A little bit, yeah. See that? That's just a bit creepy in here. And, really. and other things like if you look at the right angle, I noticed when I was running that oh, I need a tissue. Oh no! 
Uh, <laughs> now you see. Oh, shit. Hang on. <laughs> I dread to think what you need a tissue to for. To blow my nose, you dirty bastard. Just bastards. been describing. <laughs> just saying. Right, hang on. Uh, oh, I'm my reaching. God. <laughs> While you're doing that, I'll play some music. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> no, I refuse to play more than four seconds of Britney Spears at a time. Start talking now. Don't make me break my foot off in your ass. All right, so uh, there's a bit where I was running and running, and you can see there's a gap in the helmet and the suit, and they're in space. Now, right. I ain't no scientist, but uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I ain't no Neil deGrasse Tyson here. But I'm pretty sure that that shit would get you some deep shit in space. Oh, not necessarily. Um, I am a scientist. <laughs> uh, so, you know, Batman was a scientist. So, yeah, there's, 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 little, there's little things like that. I mean, it's, a, it's exactly how you expect a third-person co-op game to play, but with awful, awful... Yellow. Homer, there's a man here who thinks he can help you. Batman? No, he's a scientist. Batman's a scientist. It's not Batman. So it's, 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 <laughs> Sorry, you're saying? It's exactly how you expect a third-person co-op counter in space to play out. Who, who's actually developed this? Um, I think it's called uh, Void Games. I'm joking. Right, no, it's... Ah, but it's joking. Void Games are good friends of mine. They've got some games on the App Store, such as Guess the Game, Guess the Game 2, newly available, and of course, Guess the Movie. They're coming out with their first proper game soon. Uh, so anyway... Video game was developed by Digital Extremes and co-published by Namco, Bandai, and Paramount Pictures. Did See, do you not find, though, that a lot of these movie tying games just follow the same template, don't they? They just follow this third-person action Unreal. game template. Unreal Tournament and Unreal Championship. What film were they linked to? They Dark Sector. Ah. You know, they made The Darkness 2. Yeah. I like The Darkness 2. They made well, The Darkness 2 in 2012. Yeah, I like that. And this came out in 2013. Yeah. That's a year... Cycle. Yeah, it's probably just like, make it quick. Their game before that, they did the multiplayer for, for Bioshock 2. Yep. Okay. So, they did, you see, but some of that, yeah, I was going to say, some of that, that wasn't the same team, was it, that went off to make... Um, Dishonored. Dishonored, no, yeah. They were single they player. Kind of that was, squad. wasn't it, yeah. So, you know, and they did like a, a PC port version of Homefront. So they're mm. not like the A team of 2K. Uh, is it 2K? Of uh, they seem to kind of float around between 2K and Namco Bandai. Yeah. Um, but they're not the A team, are they? You know what I mean? They're they're definitely kind of picking up the 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 kind of odd jobs. It seems like you know since Dark Sector, which was their new IP, it looks like a kind of uh you know you'll you'll do a bit of you'll do the Bioshock. They did the Bioshock PS3 version. They did the Bioshock 2 multiplayer. They did Home from uh, you know, and then they did Dark Siders 2. Uh, sorry, the Darkness 2, um, and that you know didn't really do very well. 
It didn't, but I think that was a it fairly was a better game, solid but it game. looks like they had a longer yeah. cycle for that. You know, they, they, it's, I reckon yeah. they've probably been at that for three years. They did a port here and there, but they've been at that for like, you know, maybe two, three years. Whereas since The Darkness 2 come out, they've knocked out Star Trek. They haven't had a lot of time for this. They've probably had like a nine month. No, I, I genuinely believe, and they need to stop doing this. I genuinely believe that they look at these types of movie tying games, and it's just a, kick, a quick cash grab, isn't it? You know, sell some in the first week or so, and then obviously, you know, make the books then. And once word gets around that, it's not very good because I think there was an expectation that this might actually be quite, you know, a good game. Yeah. But guess it isn't. Mm, no. Um, there's a bit, mm. a few more things about Star Trek that I'll move on. Uh, there's, there's moments in the game where they try to do certain things, and you can you can almost see what they're trying to do. You know what I mean? You can you're like, oh yeah, I, I kind of get it, but they don't quite hit it. Where there's like space combat, combat in it, in it. so you kind of in like, it's gonna. And I've never been so confused in my life. Right? I had no idea what was going on. I had no like you had to press LB for shields, and you had to hold Y to go in target mode but you have to How hold do you fire the photon torpedoes god knows and then you have to hold the right trigger but like it didn't it didn't work all the time but like right. but marsh was on a different gun to me so i didn't know if we was like we had to use one weapon and he had to use another or we had the same weapons and we did not we died about three times we had no idea what was going on there's also a platforming in the game as well that doesn't work very well um, the the enemies are stupid and boring. They're just giant boring lizards, um, and possessed people like zombies basically. Um, right. But you can't kill them. You have to stun them and hit them. Um, what else? And there's a bit where you're falling through space and all this stupid stuff. And you you kind of makes you think if Naughty Dog made a Star Trek game, it would be sick. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's like a it's, it's trying to be like an Uncharted. It's trying to be like that, you know, that Star Wars 1313 looked. Right. It's trying to, trying to get to that, but it's so rushed that it just, it ain't going to get there. No chance. No, I mean, the trouble is you're only going to get quality from a quality developer who's got the time and the resources and the money to put into it. We know that, don't we? I don't, you know, I don't think can't. there's going to be... I don't think this was a massive team. I don't think they had a long, no. long uh, dev cycle. And I don't think it's like, you know, nothing against them, but I don't think they've got like the top talent on board for this. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's uh, not looking good. Anyway, um, moving on to a better game. I have uh, played and finished Hitman Absolution. Oh, uh, I kind of liked it a bit. Liked it a bit? Why? Liked it a bit. I found it a bit sort of too choreographed, really, if that makes any sense. Everything, you know, you had multiple ways of doing things, but it was a very fixed path that you had to take if you wanted to get it right. No. That's what I found. No. Because um, they were quite controlled areas, really. Yeah, they are. I mean, look, well, how else are you gonna? is that game going to play out, really? Yeah, but I played that on the back of Dishonored. Yeah. And well, Dishonored felt a lot more fluid and a lot more open into, you know, how you could accomplish it. Yeah, but they're French. So, like, Hitman Absolution. <laughs> Just say um, You asked me why, I'm telling you. I fucking love this game. Like, absolutely love it. 
couldn't believe how much I loved it. All right, I, I wasn't expecting it. I wanted The Last of Us in the post. And yeah. I was disappointed that I didn't get it. And I was like, oh, yeah, Hitman, yeah. I mean, the demo, I remember we played it at Euro Gamer, didn't we? And I was like, yeah, I, yep. you know, I played the demo. It's okay. Or, you know, I kind of get it. I get it. But fine. You know, it's been 13 years ago I played the first one. And I'm, I love that one. But it, I didn't really feel like it changed a lot. And I don't think it has changed a lot. But it's just, I mean, I played Blood Money recently, about a year ago. You know, the, the one that came on yeah, the yeah. Xbox 360 launch. And the, the, the controls are so dated, you know, that I just couldn't get through it. But this is like, you know, a Hitman made for this generation. It's The controls are perfect. The... The, the the kind of levels are really clever and cool. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I, I liked. I played I it liked. completely. I was talking to Marsh about it, and he played it completely different to me. And oh, I just loved it. I, it was I liked the actual gameplay and the stealth, and because I'm kind of getting into stealth stuff, I'm kind of liking it. Yeah. But there was quite a lot of things that just pissed me off about it not like like stupid things like the fact that just because he's suddenly got a different jacket on nobody recognizes yeah, this bald dude with a tattoo on the back it's, of it's his a head, game you know? though shoot i think you gotta look it is that. a game and you i just think gotta go yeah look i always laughed at that 13 years ago when i was playing this when i was yeah. 15 years old i was like how old is it to spot a guy a bald guy with a fucking tattoo on his back Exactly. On the back of his head, and everybody knows. It's like if you sometimes you hear it in conversation. If you see a bald guy with a tattoo on the back of his head, watch out. Well, you know, in this one, he does he does cut his tattoo off, but he's still got a massive plaster on the back of his head. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he stands out like a sort. He always has. He's massive. You know, he's like a big square bloke who looks like Dolph Lundgren. If you saw the Hitman, you would go, "Fuck me, that guy looks ridiculously Hard. buff." And yes, he looks look like he's going to kill somebody, um, you know. And but you you just have to if you could just go, you know, that that bit, that that little bit, just let it go, right? I think it's no, I agree, fun. and I and I did I did like it. What I did, and I think I probably played about half of it. I did play quite a lot of it. Yeah. I'm trying to think where I got up to the last. I'm trying to think of what the last level I was playing before I stopped. Might have been the, was it like a lumber mill? Might have been in a like a lumber mill, like I think, a, like from a kind of factory in the in the, like the desert. Yes, it was after you should, you Dexter's, take the guy Dexter's, out. Um, uh, like factory or something. Yeah, that, I think that the bad might guy. Yes, like a a weapons factory. That's right. I think that was the last, and you have to you have to like uh, cling underneath the bridge to get across. Yeah, I, to see, it. I didn't do to... that. I just got a sniper off and kill everyone. <laughs> See, I was on the. I did it the stealthy sort of yeah. going in. Well, taking everybody out. Way the funny, the funny thing about that bit is, well, look, I, I played the game mostly stealth. You know, yeah. I always looked at. So this is the thing. What you have to do in Hitman is you have to kind of go into an area. The the one that kind of every, I think everybody has played on the demo or something is the Chinatown run, right? Yeah. So you got this area in Chinatown, and you can't think of it as that target. I've got to kill him as quick as I can. Right, you can't. You don't think of it like that. That's not what the game's about. What the game's about is you find your target, right, and you look around very quickly. You look around, right. You go, all right, I got some, and you, you, the basics start to pop out, right. So you, I got some food, right. Food can be poisoned. Got some drugs. Drugs can be poisoned. Got a ledge. People can be pushed. Got a crate that can be shot. 
and you go right and he's, he keeps going for a piss there and there's a drug there's another character that he talks to so there must be a way to kill him maybe or infiltrate him and you so in with the Chinatown one there's loads of different ways to kill there is I mean I I poisoned him I think How? which way because uh, I, po- I noticed he kept going over to like the the food place, yep. so I went over there and poisoned the steak yep. or something. And then when he came over and ate it, and he died. See, I did it a different way. Uh, I poisoned his coffee. Right. Ah, and the difference when cool. you poison his coffee is that he dies in his chair. So nobody notices. So, so he just dies in his chair, and people just, uh, people just don't even get alerted to the fact that he's dead. That's even better. I mean, I I did quite well because everyone was occupied thinking he'd had a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and then I just sort of slipped away without getting seen by anyone, really. Yeah, I, I you know, and I, that's what I like about it. Now, the Chinatown one, I know very well because I loved the game so much that I played it again. Um, I didn't finish it again, but I, there's an achievement for getting a hundred challenges. Every level, there's challenges. You know, do it this way, do it that way, do it only wearing the suit, never change your disguise, and then do it again, changing into every available disguise. So I did, like, I did the Chinatown one over and over again to get all the challenges and there's loads of different things as soon as you start breaking down the challenges there's loads of things that you miss that you don't even yeah. think of doing so there was the, the where you could you could drug the cocaine all right all and right. then what happens is the, the dealer comes down and he talks to the, the the kind of head guy like the kind of godfather of the chinatown the king of chinatown he is and he's like oh i want some you know i've got a sweet tooth and i want some candy all right he says you better be back in five minutes he goes off gets some cocaine, comes back, and then goes to the flat, takes the cocaine, and, you know, that's that's the kind of scenario. But if you poison the cocaine, he'll take the cocaine and um, die. And then the other guy, the dealer, will start to panic and follow on a friend, and then, I, I don't know what happened then, because I killed him. But you can kill the dealer while he's trying to look for the cocaine, dress as the dealer, come back, and then you're the guy showing him the cocaine... Or you can just go to the window, snipe them both, or you can just push him down a fucking hole. Uh, there is, I mean, there are a lot of ways. I mean, how did you go about, you know, the level with the where you have to um, knock out the guy in the, in the barber's chair? You pretend to be the barber, don't you? Yeah, there's, that, that, that's a tricky one, really, because there's, there's, a, yeah. there's a few outside. And what I did there, there's a lot of people that have pisses against... Yeah, you um, can do the electrical thing. devices. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what I did with that guy is they kept on going because what I love about this game as well, they always talk about, they always give a, give clues. You know what I mean? But they're really kind of well done. They don't go, hey, I love ledges and I'm going to stand by a ledge after this conversation. They don't do that. Um, no. There's one conversation on that level that you're talking about where he, he says like. You know, I want this food. I want this pizza spicier, right? I want a spicy food. And he says, "Do you think this is spicy enough?" And he goes, "No, no." He says, "Go and get me some more. Get like near hotter spice." And what you can do is, the spice can looks like the gas can. So you swap them, right? <laughs> and he puts it on the barbecue and he sets himself on fire. Um, That's awesome. Th- there was on the same just before that bit. There was a bit where. One of the targets looks under a car. You look like in a car mechanic place. Yeah. And he looks under the car and you can squash the, you know, the lift. So he, the car lands on him. Yeah. And I thought I had him, right? And I bang, squashed it. Right. I got the wrong bloke. And I was like, ah, oh, for fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's just little things like that. Um, what else? You, you are way too creative in the way you 
pick people off in this game. Yeah, but like you just got to look around though. This game, it doesn't. The only my criticism of it, it doesn't do a great job of like telling you at the start. It's like I mean, it does mention it on the Chinatown mission. It does say there are many different ways. Look on your notebook um, to do it. But they they really should have honed in on the fact that like you've got to run around. You've got to do a bit of detective work. For example, now the the strip club shoe. Yeah. There's quite oh yeah, strip club. I made a right mess of that. So what what did you do? Well, I was doing all sort of stealthy stuff to begin with, yeah. trying to take out the target, and I, and I just made a, a complete and ended up in just a massive shootout, from what I can so remember. It's very very rare that I had a massive shootout. Very rare. Yeah. I, I made a complete. And if I did, I just restarted the checkpoint. Like I had no problem restarting it. And just trying to... No, because I think that's what the, I mean. That one of the cool things it, it is trial and error, and you think, yeah. all right, I'll try that again. Do that again, you know. Like, oh, it didn't happen like that. Yeah. Let's do it again. So with mine, with the strip club, right? What I noticed that he has a he has a strip dance, and I thought maybe there's a way of me giving him a dance or something. <laughs> all right, um, but that didn't work <laughs> out well. I did notice there's another room next to the where he has a strip dance, and you can go in there, and he has his dance, and at the end of the dance, he's on the phone. And then he starts, you're in like a two-way, like a one-way mirror. So he think, he's looking at a mirror. You can see inside the room. And he starts kind of like pretending to kind of like box himself in the mirror and like looking good. And you can shoot him at that point, which is quite a cool moment. But I didn't do that. Um, there, there's a bit where he goes to the toilet and you can kill him in the toilet. But that's boring, right? That's what I tried to do. But I got spotted by a guard as I was doing it, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's that's boring. Like, no, no, you know, it's just a stupid way. So... The the way that I did it um, was the way that I did it was I noticed there's a bachelor party in the back, right? So I had a look at this bachelor party and I was like, and because you walk in it and he goes, oh man, great bachelor party, and I was like, this is weird, like this this got this has got to be something. I had a feeling this has got to be something, right? So I, I kind of you press RB and you put your instinct on, don't you? You know, and you can tell where the soldiers are going. And I had a look around, and I noticed the disco ball above the bachelor party, above the dance floor, was very wobbly. <laughs> right, and I was like, got it. Right, that disco ball will fall with assistance. Right, and I was like, well, if I shoot it, I'm going to get spotted, so I can't shoot it. Because they didn't, they, the game wouldn't let me shoot it because there's too many people around. There's got to be a better way of doing this. So I steal some guards' clothes, the guy from the toilet, and I go into the backstage area where all the strippers are. And there's a, of course, there's a switch for the disco ball. So he gets under the dance floor, tells the stripper to stop dancing. And I hit the switch, bang, disco ball. No one even knows it's, a, it's, a, it's an assassination. The best assassinations, there's always an option to do no it. No ones that look like yeah, accidents. There's always an option to do it that looks like an accident. Always. And I just love that. There's, just like the, real the idea of the game is to kind of just be invisible. You know, the best hitmen are just invisible, and that's what I tried to do. And now they get all fucked up, but I thought this game was like top draw. And another thing I mentioned about it as well was I, I, I think the story's up there in terms of um, like you, you know, like, like best written script of the year or best story of the year. It's 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 a basic revenge capture capture the girl kind of story um but the acting in it is really good i don't know if you noticed this too oh i thought you was i thought you was going to bring up a specific part no. i'm sorry I don't know if, um yeah i thought the like, acting was fine i didn't think the dialogue was brilliant no, I'm, not, I'm not saying actual, it is but like the, you know the way i think the way it was acting i think was, that you know they're fine. definitely mo-capped pretty pretty well you know yeah um and the 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 
what, what I really liked about it was, you know, the, the, the kind of main guy, Dexter. Yeah. I really wanted to kill him. You know? Yeah. He was, he was a bad guy that I really just can't, I just like, I cannot wait to kill that guy. You know what I mean? Like, you see, I, I, like I said, I enjoyed the game. You know, I did enjoy the game. Um, but, you know, I, I just, it's, I liked it a lot better than I was expecting, put it that way. Yeah. And that's what it was for me. You know, I was like, uh, I'll, play it whatever can i can i tell you about one more scenario then i am spoiling the game but i know you're loving it and you're spoiling the shit out but everyone can do it in a different way you see yeah. that's the beauty of so, it so this this i mean there are many other levels don't get me wrong but this is kind of like one yeah. that i missed so i play this game and there's this massive fucking guy in this game and he like takes you out and he takes you at the start remember that shoe and he's huge and he yeah yeah anyway you um you, 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 he's like a wrestler, uh, and you, you go. I sneak into this wrestling ring as a police guard, um, and I notice there's like a, a massive light above the ring. So I sneak my way up there, and I release the light, and it falls on him, and he, and he dies right in the middle of the yep, fight. Yep. And it looks like an accident. I get away. Sweet. Anyway, I finish the game. Like you know, that's about halfway through the game. I finish the game the next day. And I noticed there's like a secret achievement that I haven't got. And I, I kind of, I thought, well, I might as well look now because I've finished the game. And it was like, kill the wrestler as a wrestler. <laughs> and I went, no way. So I went straight back to that mission. And what you have to do before it, there's, um, there's a training. I, I didn't even think about it. Right. There's a, there's a guy training, punching a punch bag, which I saw. I, I saw all this. Um, and you can be him. All right. And I was like, but how do you And the wrestler does does not notice that the guy he's fighting is completely shit. Yeah, but he's got like he's, he's got like one of those Mexican kind of masks. All right, masks on. So it does work, it does kind of work that way. Right. All right, so you, 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 I, I just like, because he, but he's surrounded by loads of people. So I thought, how do you how do you do this? And I noticed there's a teddy bear not far away from him, which you can just about get to. So I was like, ah, that's weird. And you can pick it up. So I walked over to it, I picked it up. And I just threw it away. Um, and nothing was happening. And then sooner or later, he did go, where's my teddy bear? And it turned out that the teddy bear was his good luck charm. Right. So everybody goes, oh, not the fucking teddy bear again. All right. And he's like, I'm not fighting without my teddy bear. We've got to look and this is it. a guy you've got to kill then. He's looking for his teddy bear. No, no, no. This is like the, the, he's like the next wrestler that the... That you, uh, the one you meant like you're going to disguise yourself yes, as yes he's right the okay I get it I get it I get it and he's like where's my teddy bear so everybody goes oh god not the teddy bear forget it forget it he's like no I'm not going on so they all go away looking for the teddy bear while he's staying by the trailer you kill him you get his disguise you go into the ring and you fight the wrestler fucking wicked that's brilliant absolutely brilliant I was just like this game is awesome absolutely oh I was just blown away by it um, really unexpected, underrated, top draw game. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I, like I said, I did enjoy it, you know, and I probably will go back to Ella Wood of Thought at some point. I, I, I did encourage it because it does end really well as well. There's, there's some good endings. There's an epilogue. It's really good epilogue. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, I should go back to that maybe. Um, anything else from you, or is that it? Uh. I'm guessing that might be it, is it then? Okay. 
In that case, right? Halo Wars. Oh no, we've heard enough about Halo. Yeah, we're we talking about the same game yeah. every week, dude. Oh, no, I'm get sorry, yeah. dude. Sorry. Yeah, dude. You just got like no one else on this show would ever do. That. So, um, yeah, we've got a special guest this week. Oh, uh, yeah. I know. Uh oh. Long time gone, but returned for a special occasion. I thought, I thought they were dead. I know, I know. A long time gone, but I know. Vlados is back. Oh, wait, that's the wrong one. Sorry. Yeah, Vlados is back. Let's see what she's got to say. What's she doing? Indie game review. Review. Oh, yes, Jason. That feels great. Ooh, just like that. Huh. I am awake. No, I was not sleeping. How long has this recording light been on? Who has access to this output file? Edward Snowden, is that you? Let's see what's in the old email inbox. Ah, email. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Wee. Why in God's name is Duke emailing me? I told those guys to fuck off. Another indie review? Let's see here. Blah blah blah. Special circumstances. One time only. Okay, fine. Silver Dollar Games. Where have I heard that name before? Come on, Google, help me out here. Oh God. No. Please God, no. These are the people who are responsible for, in no particular order, a killer stream, outbreak on Uranus, fatal seduction, don't be nervous talking to girls, who did I date last night, no Luca no, try not to far, why did I buy this? The drinking game, Arrow Run, who's the daddy, who's the daddy too, office affairs, and many 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 other hideous, horrible pieces of garbage. Their game, Shooting Models, is like a training simulator for stalker sexual predators. What? They also made, Blow? Okay, that was a good game. I guess I have to keep an open mind. Okay. I'm back. The latest game from Silver Dollar Games is a 2D brawler called One Finger Death Punch. True to its name, it requires only one finger. You only ever use the X button and the B button. You don't move. You don't jump. Just attack left and attack right. I know what you're thinking. Boy, that sounds dumb. That must get old very quickly. Actually, it doesn't. For one thing, you have to wait until the enemies come to you, and then you have to time your attack precisely. Strike too soon and you'll be vulnerable to a counter-attack. Strike too late and you'll get hit before you can. Time it right and you'll take the enemy out. It's pretty easy in the early levels to get a perfect score of 50 well-timed hits. But just as you think you've mastered the whole thing, the game throws some curveballs. Some enemies are like mini-bosses and require a series of button presses, like a quick-time event. I know, the whole game is a quick-time event. Just go with me here. Eventually it starts to feel like the developers are throwing in weird twists just for the sake of variety. Some enemies require two hits. They'll approach from the left, 
so you have to hit them with X, but then they swing around to your other side, and you have to hit B. Fortunately, there's a little number, two under them. Get to over there! These are the ones you have to hit <laughs> twice. Unfortunately, all the enemies start to have numbers beneath them, even when they only require one hit. Not so you Gladys. think you need to hit them twice, and you end up overdoing it, and getting hit by all these enemies for no reason. It would have been better to use colored circles or something so we don't have to decipher while we're facing the mad rush of enemies. Still, One Finger Death Punch is a standout game. It's fun and addictive without being repetitive. See what we got rid of it now. Voice acting is pretty racist. Like Krusty the Clown when he's doing his offensive Chinese stereotype routine. Late, Duke. Me so sorry! Also, also! Me like the fly light! Me flap a dicky wrong time! Or like Stephen Colbert when he's doing his offensive Chinese stereotype routine. Play that, Duke. You're talking about my character, Ching Chong Ding Dong. Mm, you're so pretty, American girl. You come here, you kiss my tea, make all sweet. I don't need no sugar when you're around. <laughs> come on, my rickshaw, I give you a ride to Bangkok. <laughs> That's not me. That's an Asian character I'm playing. Aside from the casual racism, however, this is a fun game, and it's cheap. Buy it so silver dollar games will get the message that we prefer titles like this to, well, to everything else they've ever made. One Finger Death Punch is 80 Microsoft points on Xbox Indie Games. Now if you'll excuse me, I've got company. Okay, Jason. Get your knickers off. Oh my god. Do you know, you can tell we've not had her on for a while. She had a lot to say. I have a lot to say. Just blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God, she went on. Um, anyway, thank you, Vlados. It's very kind of you to join us for a one-off. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, one thing that I love it. I think it's a really good game. It's good. I've got to say. If I had 80 points, I would have bought it. Did you not buy it? I only got 70 points. Oh my, I had 90 points, so I was like, yep, yeah, bye. Yeah. I just sort of bought them. And I've had those 90 points for a long time. Well, well, I, you don't got them no more. You only got. I know I've got ten points left now. Yeah. Uh, but I love it. I love the way. It pre- I, what I love the most about it is that it reminds me a lot of Super Hexagon HD. Yeah. Wherein it's a very simple concept, very easy to understand how to play, but once you get into the later levels, it's very difficult to get your timing right because they throw so much shit at you. Just like you know, your reflexes have to be lightning. Uh, but I love it. I think they've done a brilliant job. The boss fight was so funny. It was cool. Uh, which, which I don't think. Did you? Can you get as far as the boss fight? I thought in you the like the mini boss fights. No, no. There's a proper boss fight level. Get to the proper boss fight. And what what they do in that? It's one guy, but he he changes his character. Is you know, so he goes from a two hit person to like a you know the one who dodges to like, and he does all the different sort of combinations. You have to anticipate which each of them is going to be. Yeah. I love the fact that you can pick up all the cool weapons, you know, and do all the cool stuff. There's, like, a great leveling-up system where, you know, if you pick up knives, you can, you know, multiply that by three, or the bow and arrow you can multiply as well. Yeah. And I thought it was brilliantly fluid, and the first time through, I didn't get sort of perfects, and then once I sort of went back, after I got more used to it, and then I got perfects on those levels as well. So you do 
quickly learn how to time your timings right and you know and it does remind you on numerous occasions not to button mash yeah you know so it tells you button mashing you know will get you killed which is pretty much what happens if you don't do it properly um chinny what did you think i liked it i thought it was good um i didn't buy it because i unfortunately i've only got a thousand points so <laughs> couldn't be asked but um yeah. no I, I liked it um the only thing I, that bothers me about it really is that the ui is messy yeah, well, you know what? It's really, like, claustrophobic. I want it to be, like, simpler in the UI. And the loading screens are messy. Yeah, I agree with that. It should have been more stripped down. There's so much information on the screen all the time, you don't need it. As you know, we've reviewed a lot of indie games over the last however many years. And I'll be honest with you, I think only a few are of this sort of quality. So yeah, you're but, not wrong, <laughs> Tinny. It's just that this is so much less horrible. No, than... no I'm still right. No, it's, but, it's not the, the, horrible it's, at all. It's not hard, like... No, I know. It's poor. It's poor UI design. Yeah. It's poor it, aesthetically. It doesn't look very good. And I, I, know, I know it's not all about graphics. Lots of it, I, but but there's just so much of it on the screen. I like I like oh, the Stickman animation, right? I think that's a good yeah, yeah, look. Um, yeah. But they could have been a bit more. They, what I'm saying is they could have been like they could have stripped it away and just had just bold colors, bold lines, and yeah. gave it a style rather than this generic kind of art that and it like this kind of weird col- collaboration of stickman and actual real people art wow i mean i i don't even know how you could call this generic i no, don't know any the art. That, well even the art style i don't know many games that look like this no i'm not talking about the stickman art well, any of it, the whole of the art style. Are you joking? Look, the... it's it's not co- it's not visually oh. coherent. There's elements from Stickman. There's elements from Asian architecture. There's elements from you know, uh, quick time events. There's all this stuff that's kind of just mashed mm-hmm. together. Yeah, there's like this big, wow. there's like this ugly line on the bottom with the pro tip on it. It's just yeah. ugly, like ugly design. Well, I'm, well, I didn't. See, I'll be honest with you, and I'm not sort of, you know, being biased or anything. But I didn't see any of that. I thought it looked fine for me. And, just, and what well, he did was perfect. Well, I sound like I'm mega negative. I think the game was to play. I thought it was wicked. You know, I'm really yeah. getting into it. I should check it out. That's it. And I love the yeah. The, I love the animation. It was really good. And look, the I, I like the. I don't know, it felt good when I was playing it. Yeah, I was like, you know, kind of getting the idea, and you, you get it straight away. You know what I mean? Yep. The gameplay, loved it. I absolutely loved it. Art style, and the, the, the UI, nah, too messy. So. Fair enough. I mean, the one thing I did think was this would be a perfect game for the iPad. Yeah. You know, because you could just tap either side of the screen. It would be absolutely spot on. Do you know what I mean? It's like it was made for it. You know, so I would love to see them port it over to the iPad, iPod, you know, iPhone devices because I think it would work brilliantly on there. I think it'll do better there as well. Yeah, I think it probably would. But strip away that art style, make it a bit more minimalist. Maybe, but you know, we can agree to disagree on that. No, you're wrong. I'm right. (laughs) You want to sell coppers? Come on. Although I think potentially, I don't know, I haven't checked, but it was on four and a half stars out of five out of about forty ratings. Uh, so it's possibly going to be one of, one of the highest rated on the indie games at the moment, as things stand, I would have thought. I don't know. It's, 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 it's fart has a lot of high rate. <laughs> yeah. But it's pretty good going that, really. And, and at least, you know, 
you know, silver dollar games, and you know, I know that we've given them a lot of grief for some of the games they've made in the past. But a lot but, of the games they've made have been horrible pieces of garbage. Yeah. But if it's all been to make this game, then I'm kind of okay with it. Well, it hasn't. It hasn't. Well, maybe because they, they've been developing this since before I interviewed him. So this has been ongoing for a long time. But how much and this one, the Dream Dream Build Play 2012. This yeah. one, not. Uh, it's it's it, it's a great. It's got great gameplay. Feels good. Yeah. Just, oh, with this game, this is a good game. It just but looks bad. Justified, try not to fart and take stalker pictures of women in outdoor locations in order to say, well, at least it got us this game. Well, I would have liked. It's kind of like a you know like an M plus style, but with like over the top like gore and blood spilling out or something. Yeah, so just more all black and white. Yeah, and, yeah you know, but maybe sort like of... hints of colour here and there. But, but at like, least pick a style and stick with it. That's the thing. Is they just yeah, it's this collection of... like it's, it's like they borrowed some art assets over there. They went to, to Wallstock and got some over there. They got John to draw some over here. And they just put it all together in this big mess. Fine. <laughs> right, let's move on. <laughs> but I'll say that because oh, I care, you. I know you do. I, I know like, you do, I but like I, don't, I don't agree with I you. I wish it I was found... better. Look, I don't agree it. with you because I had no issues with the way it looked. It looked fine to me. Well, and it played you need well. to get some lessons in design. Yeah, maybe I do, <laughs> but it looked fine. It played well for 80 points. You see, I saw it. For less looking, than a pound. And if I critique, I saw it. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, moving on. Um, yes, breaking news. Breaking news. Like I thought I'd just bring this up because you may not have noticed bad this. news? Uh, breaking news, but you may already know. I am putting news first. It's the first. It's the first time I've looked at news tonight. But uh, Don Matrick has resigned from Microsoft. Oh, there's a surprise. Uh, who's that? He's the, guy. Uh, the guy who <laughs> who sort of came on stage at E3 and told us all about the Xbox One. And all right, I'll, I'll do more Don Matrick impression. But Duke, you have to ask me a question to do this. Yeah, go on, go on, go on, go on. So Duke, um, so you, why did no, you, no? I've got to feed you the oh, question. The question you want me to ask, right? You, you, my John impression is like you've got to ask me the question of um, what about the people that can't connect to the internet? What can they play apart from? Okay, what about now? Here's the thing: some people don't have internet or yeah. they don't have a good reliable connection. Uh huh. What about people who don't have a good reliable internet connection? How will they deal with this? They can play a 360. I'm out. Peace. <laughs> there you go. Peace, bitches. He he really did not handle the public and the, the press very well, no, uh, as we know. But you know, he's now the CEO of Zynga. Thank that is what he's really? that's what he's doing. Yeah. Wow. So he's resigned from my golden handshake. I have no idea though. But why would you see? To me, that's not something that happens overnight. They've either been courting him, or he's been putting feelers out, or who knows. But it does seem a bit of a weird. Maybe, maybe he's, after all this, he's kind of gone. You know, I've got a, I've got a bounce, man. I've got a bounce. Yeah, but how does that go from? Oh yeah, Zinger, they're in trouble. I'll go there instead. Maybe he's good at, <laughs> maybe he's good, at creating revenue, creating money. You know, come up with coming up with the production line, coming up with the system to get money in. Maybe he's not so good with the handling the PR, with the you know the the, the questions that come back. Maybe he's not good at coming up with a strategy to kind of bounce back from the PR to think ahead a little bit more on what the critiques and the, the customers are going to say. So, you know, maybe they'll just move. I think, what, I think what's kind of interesting for me is obviously 
Microsoft didn't try and retain him by offering him more money or a better package or any of that stuff, did they? They sort of kind of just let him uh, go. Yeah, like, well, was, you know, wow, well, well, you know. Yeah, they didn't stop him. I mean, this is what Mark Pincus said, who's the uh, chief executive of Zynga. No, I've got it. And it says, said, fuck that prick. It doesn't. doesn't. He says, uh, Don is unique to the game business. He turned Xbox into the world's largest console gaming network, growing its installed base from 10 to 80 million and transformed that business from deep losses to substantial profits. And he has grown the Xbox Live player network from 6 to 50 million active members in 41 countries. Going forward, I'll continue in my role as chairman and chief product officer. I'm excited to partner with Don and the rest of our team to return Zynga to its leadership role in inventing and growing play as a core human experience. It sounds like lies from PR execs. And this is what Matrix said in response. He said, I joined Zynga because I believe that Mark's pioneering vision and mission to connect the world through games is just getting started. Zynga is a great business that has yet to realize its full potential. I'm proud to partner with Mark. That is... <laughs> to deliver high-quality fun social games wherever people want to play. High-quality fun. High-quality fun. That's right. Food. Yep. Draw something, man. It's the future. <sighs> so, yeah, so that's... I mean, that's kind of amazing in some respects, but not in others, I guess. Because, you know, after what happened and the bloody all the controversy surrounding Microsoft, I think they're probably kind of happy he's gone in some respects. But, you know, whether they have engineered this, I can't see how that would have happened. I don't know. I, I think maybe he's, maybe he just feels like his time is done with it. And he's, I think, I think Zynga, he's probably looking at it like Zynga needing more now than Microsoft do. Yeah. So, you know. And Microsoft are like, well, no, we're at a different stage now. We've got this side of the business all sorted, but we need something else. We need somebody else to take the realm. Yeah. I mean, as far as... I don't Microsoft think anybody's goes, miffed about this news, though. No, I don't think they are. And I think, in some respects, it's probably quite a good thing for Microsoft at the moment because obviously a, a lot start, of people are so... You know, people can say, even, yeah. if, even if he stayed there, right, and they turned things... I mean, they have... You know, they're trying to turn things around. But even if, like, it all would have worked out, at least this way, they can say, oh, it's into the new guy. It's like a fresh kind of face to it, and he's going to got fresh ideas. And that's not... Uh, I, th- I think it's probably the best move, you're right. Yeah, and I think from Microsoft's point of view, now they can go... Yeah, a lot of people associate all the shit that's happened with him. Yeah. You know, a lot of people go, oh, yeah, that was that Don Matrick, what a prick he is, you know, and he said this and he said that or whatever. And I think the fact that he is now gone leaves the door open for him to sort of start afresh in a way, doesn't it? And yeah. they can sort of start over without all that baggage of him being there and people still associating all the stuff that went down with him. Correct. So, yeah. Yeah, so I think from a so Microsoft point of view... he is out of here. He's out of there. He is out of there. So what other stuff is there? I'll leave it up to you now. So sorry for that, Chinny, but I thought I'd mention it whilst I'd yeah, seen it. Go on, so what else have we got? Uh... Steam, Steam stuff. Yeah, I mean, this is Steam a couple news. of weeks now. Cause we, yeah, but we have got some Steam news. Well, we haven't discussed, but it's kind of a cool... Some Steam thing. news, Duke. Yeah, let's do Steam news, Duke. You like Steam. What are you talking about? Well, Steam. there's these new kettles on the, on the market kettles. at the moment, and they're really good at producing high-quality Steam. 
Ah, I you did that. Right <laughs> Seriously, anyway, Steam might soon let you share your games with your friends um, yep. and pirating friends. Uh, you can lend your friends a console disc. You cannot lend them uh, a game you buy on Steam, or at least you haven't been able to previously. That might soon be to change. Uh, some code buried in the latest Steam Cloud beta, uh, which is pictured above in this article on Kotaku, uh, written by Luke Plunkett. Uh, it says, first spotted by NeoGAF, of course, um, blah, 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 has revealed some presence of something called a shared game library. So it gives you kind of insight. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, that's kind of within the code. For three lines of code, there seems to be present a pretty clear plan. You can let other Steam users borrow your games, then take them back whenever it suits you. Uh, as it stands right now, once you buy a Steam game, that's it. It's yours, type to your account, and you can't trade it in. Sell it or lend it like you could a physical console game. Lend it, letting PC gamers share their games then would be amazing, though how Valve is selling this to publishers, I have no idea. Uh, maybe every single full game can now be its own demo as well. Maybe Microsoft's 10-person family sharing plan for the Xbox One. Um, which sounded a lot like this is helping soften the blow for this kind of stuff. Or maybe it'll just be an option for publishers that almost nobody chooses to make use of, or something the company's looking at, thinking about, um, but never actually implements. So, yeah, bit of code in there. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting when you read the code and it says sort of, uh, shared license locked uh, just so you know your games are currently being played by borrower whoever and that would probably put in the game attack I guess playing now will send borrower a notice that it's time to quit yeah. which I don't know how this is going to work really and even even if it's a real thing I mean this is just a rumour isn't it it is I mean um, there's probably something there though and I, I think I think you know it, it, imagine like you could lend say Stu I could lend you a game on my Steam library which is, which would be Killing Floor and but say if I would lend you Counter Strike, um, and you could like you could set the day like all right I'm going to lend you for thirty days so after the thirty days you get to play it, but I can't play it yeah exactly like how you'd lend a disc I think that's a cool well, idea which is cool but then how does Steam make money off it what, what, and how do the publishers make money? make money well the publishers will still want money from the games and yeah. that's sort of saying that they, there should be money made from it. I mean they will look for opportunities to make money out of it certainly but I think that as a system as a as a gesture would be a kind of nice workaround it would be cool but I just don't see how they're gonna how it's a business proposition hmm. don't know it's cool well, what if they charge like I don't know a pound for you to lend it to somebody or somebody to lend it off. Yeah, I guess. Just it's a parent, way to do digital sharing of games. Like, I, I, I know that developers wouldn't like that, and I'm sure that, you know, as a business model, it doesn't really work. But if it gives one business, one company an edge, like Steam, then they, st- I mean, I don't know. It, it just makes sense that you would at some point be able to do that. Yeah, I mean it is cool. I do. I don't disagree, but it's all about making cash, and I don't, I don't know, know how this. Is, unless I don't you, know this is. 
You see, there may be there may be some way that you sort of pay a monthly subscription or whatever to be allowed to borrow games off people. That might be how they work. The only thing Who is, knows? like, I, I think it has to be kind of for a, a limited time, for because there's nothing. I, I don't. What's not going to happen is, um, you say, do you pay me a pound to lend a game off? Me? Yeah, right. But you can lend it for as long as you want, like until I say so. I think it would have to be a limited time because people just do it over for a pound and then do it over like a kind of you could give me like 30 quid in a, my bank account or something in not right. know about it i don't think that's going to happen i think what's going to happen is just like like a limited time or something you know you got 30 days is the maximum or two months is the maximum and after that 30 days or whatever it goes the, the license goes back to me so you know the 31st day you try and play it you can't it'll be interesting pound, i mean if though, ever you'd does... lend the game for a pound wouldn't you of course you would but I think it'd be interesting to see how this plays out, really, you know, in the in the next month or so. I'm guessing if it is real, we'll get some details at some point. But we know what Valve are like for releasing details about anything. Yep. Um, you know, so it could be something or nothing. It could be just dead code that someone left in there. It might have been an idea that they had I don't a long time ago. Dead code in an update. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Because we know nothing apart from this... Uh, article which is based on past no true enough true enough it hasn't um yep so moving on what else have we got yeah uh far cry 3 blood dragon uh has hit half a million sales in two months which you think is pretty good apart from the fact that state of decay did that in release week you gotta bear in mind now this is dlc it it sort of is i don't know technically it's dlc it, technically it is, but it is a standalone game and as it's, well. It's DLC time. for a, a good game. But yeah, no, I think it's great. I think DLC, you know, nobody... If, I'm, I'm, if you know, Far Cry 3 came out and I said to you, Stuart, oh, the DLC will be more talked about for Far Cry 3 than the game itself. Yeah. Bear in mind, everybody loved Far Cry 3 when it came out. You'd be like, but yeah, it must be really good there, you know, and they must do something special. I think it's a, quite an achievement, to be honest. You know, just to... And it goes to show that the gaming industry and I think customers in general that play games, that consume games, are just craving for kind of like, you know, just just now and again, just go out there and just go mad. You know, like Red Dead Redemption Zombies, for example. You know, just just go nuts with your DLC. Like, it's it's just a license to just take your world, take your engine and just go mad. Um, And I, I don't think like Skyrim or GTA does enough of... Things like that. No, I think they do, but I think they tend to stick to the tried and tested. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, GTA, yeah. the GTA expansions, expansions were maybe a bit of a, an exception, but like the Skyrim ones, for example, right? Uh, you know, just like oh, you're a vampire or you can ride a dragon, but it never really worked as well, you know. But this Far Cry Blood Dragon is like they changed the aesthetics, they changed the tone, they changed the the feel of the game. Yeah. You know, the infamous vampire one was pretty good. Was this Skyrim? Well, again, it was vampires. You talking about Skyrim? No, infamous. Oh, infamous. Did one. oh yeah. yeah. Festival, festival of blood. I suppose, but it's still kind of, it's still in the kind of narrative in the canon, yeah. if you will. But that was that was standalone as well. Yeah, so that but it's was, still kind of part of the, the story. You know, what I mean? it's still a, um, Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare. Yeah, that's what I, I, yeah. I just said. That. If oh, you was, that was good. You would have been listening. Yeah, I heard oh, you what? say that. Huh? Exactly, and it's just like it's the Christmas special, you know what I mean? It's the it's just the silly nod to to having fun, and it, 
people are crying out for it, and I hope this half a million will just encourage more of it. So, yep. Brilliant. Uh, Stasis of Decay updates details. Yeah, I mean, I've got to say, they put out one update that actually broke it more from what I can gather. <laughs> and then they put out a second update, and you can see, I mean, I'm, Jeez, I'm not even, I'm guessing, you know. This massive. I mean, these these guys are really, you know, when you look at how much one was supposed to fix and then how much two was fixed, but then you think, frick me, how broken was this game when they released it and yet it's been one of the biggest selling Xbox Live games Yeah, but ever. like, you, you, how often do you check the, the update list of other update game update patches? Yeah, but I doubt there'll be this many. Come on. You don't well, know, anyway, though. Cool. What, what do you doubt that? Like, you don't know. True, but I think it's cool that they've done this, though. They've obviously taken notice, and they've done it pretty quick, haven't they? They haven't wasted time sorting it out. You know, which is a good thing, because if you're going to keep people coming to play it... I mean, and this has got pretty good... I mean, I know Greg's liking it, isn't he? Yeah, he loves it, yeah. Yeah? You know, so it might... You know, we... you know, balancing as well, like, edged weapons are now effective against feral zombies and stuff. You know, balancing, so... Yeah. Not always a... uh, a fix it's just like oh we should have done that we should have done this but at least they've been listening because I'm assuming a lot of this has come back from the community playing it and said this did happen in my game and this happened in my game or whatever and they've actually tried to make sure that everything's fixed uh, like, but I like the one find missing survivor mission opportunity timeouts increase from 30 to 60 minutes so it just gives you that a bit more time to find any survivors you know oh, yeah. and they've thought about that as well I'm glad I haven't bought it yet I know, obviously, because yeah. look, look at all this stuff, man. That's why, that's uh, why it mean... is good to buy to play games like a little bit later. Um, yeah. Like I played, um, I'm trying to think of a, there's a game recently and it had loads of bugs in it, and I just didn't have any because it might have been like Fallout Three or something or um, I don't know something like that. Uh, and I think Bully as well. Bully had the same problem where it, when it yeah. came out and it just it just it was a mess. But because you don't play them straight away, it's like you, you feel you just don't feel the effects of it. So, yeah, I think as well to a certain extent, it's one thing to release a broken game. Um, At least they're trying to then, kind of solve it. Yeah. Yeah, but then it's a different thing to release one and then actually make sure you fix it and and not just let it be like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, because let's be honest, the the Xbox version of Team Fortress Two. How long did it take them to sort that out yeah. so it worked? Yeah. I mean, it works well now, but like no one played. Yeah, but it, it had already lost all that momentum at the beginning because yeah. it just very much broke. It at exactly the same time as Halo Three. Yeah. So, yeah. but you know, you, you know, Valve man though, it took them out. I know, to yeah, but like out. if you, if, I, don't, I don't care even if you are Valve, right? If you go against Halo Three, you 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 got to oh, yeah. got to be on it. So you've already... and especially a, a more PC centric game that yeah. a lot of console players haven't That's heard nice. of. Yeah. So, um, I've got some more breaking news. Breaking news! Some more breaking news for you. Um, I've got uh, details of 400 Days. You know, the DLC for The Walking Dead. Oh, you yeah, want to hear yeah, some details yeah, on yeah, this? Yeah. Want to hear some? So, first of all, how does this episode relate to Season 1? Uh, 400 Days is a brand new chapter in the world of The Walking Dead. Although the events of 400 Days takes place in the same geographical region as Season 1... This is neither Lee's nor Clem's story. 400 Days is split over five short stories. Each presents the apocalypse through the eyes of a different survivor. Uh, Is this season part of the season one season pass or multi-pack? No. 
So if you bought that, doesn't make any difference. 400 Days is DLC downloadable content for Season 1 and therefore requires an additional purchase to play. See, this starts to piss me off when they do this. Because you're like, what are you buying a Season Pass for then if there is one? Or is this is this sort of are they asking is it if you bought the whole that's what they're first season yeah. to pass? They're saying if oh, you well, bought all five episodes. Yeah, I'm fine with that. See, you just because it's that because that, that wasn't really like a season pass in my no, opinion. No, you just buying it in advance. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, and getting a discount in the process. So yeah. no, I'm fine with that then. Um, yeah, no, it's for season one and therefore requires additional purchase player. However. If you'd like to buy or if you've already purchased Walking Dead Season 1 from the Telltale online store, 400 Days is included as a thank you for your purchase. Mm. So that's kind of cool, isn't it? If you bought it directly from uh, uh, Telltale, you get it chucked in. Yeah, but who did that? Excellent. I don't know one. <laughs> no one in this kind of funny. Anybody just bought it off Xbox or Steam or... Uh, how much will it cost? Five dollars. That's all right. Which is... Pretty good, isn't yeah, it? That's fine. Or equivalent, slight variation possible based on region. So I'm reckoning it'll probably be five quid for us. It probably won't be any different, will it? It'll be five dollars, five pounds, I would imagine. Uh, was this episode created by the same people that made season one? Yes. Why isn't this episode about Clementine? The creators of 400 Days wanted to provide a different perspective on the world of The Walking Dead prior to season two beginning later this year, and provide interesting connective tissue between the two seasons. Uh, does this season play in the same way as Season 1? Yes. 400 Days offers the same gameplay dynamics as Season 1. Even in the self-contained series of short stories, your choices will matter. <sighs> uh, and by the way, you only have to own see the first episode. So you don't have had to have owned the whole of The Walking Dead to play it. But you do have to have at least the first episode yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, will my choices in Season 1 affect 400 Days? And will my choices in 400 Days affect Season 2? Mm, good question. Yes. Wow. 400 days will check to see if you have season one save file. The decisions you made in season one will have an effect on your 400 days experience. And yes, choices made in 400 days will resonate in season two. Interesting. I'm liking this. I remember what I did now. I know. Why is it called 400 days? The eventual experience take place over 400 days. There you go. There you go. That kind of makes sense. Uh, is 400 days season two of the walking dead game? No, I think they've made that quite clear. Uh, Final bit, how do I buy install it? Uh, you can just purchase a standalone. It uh, cannot be purchased as a standalone game. It is DLC, and therefore you must have at least episode one of season one to actually play it. Uh, is it a good idea for 400 Days to be my first experience of Telltale's The Walking Dead, or should I play season one first? We highly recommend you play through season one first. So there you go, a bit of a Q&A of 400 Days and what it all means. It does sound cool, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. And what was also cool, I don't know whether you noticed, but they were doing, uh, on Twitch this week, they were doing a, a play The Walking Dead with the people in the game. So, you know, uh, Gavin Hammond and Dave Fennoy and all the people who played. Hey, all your mates. All my mates. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, Melissa Hutchinson. They all took it in turns playing episodes from the game and then they recorded their reactions. Because a lot uh, of it, as we know from interviewing, didn't play never it. played it, yeah. So they didn't play it. So it was kind of interesting watching them. So I did watch a couple of them playing the game. So there you go. Cool. Uh, any other news or is that about it, really? Oh, I yeah, that's kind of it, really. Yeah, it's kind of quiet. It's some Daisy I mean, it's... details, but none of us play it. So I wouldn't really understand yeah. them, <laughs> you know. No, but it's cool that, that's, uh, that they're sort of getting there. I think it's not getting far from is being it, Oh, released. it's a standalone game, right? Yeah, yeah. this is a standalone yeah, game. yeah, yeah. yeah. But apparently they've made the minimum requirements quite low. 
All oh, right, so it's kind of Great. universal across PCs and yeah. So they've said they've tried to make. Obviously, it'll still be obviously be able to. You know, if you've got a decent PC, you know, turn up all the the settings and everything. But they've tried to make the minimum required quite low, so more people can play it. Cool. Uh, so that's kind of cool. I'm liking that idea. Uh, and the other thing, just to mention, we should quickly mention it, but free Unity support for Microsoft Xbox One and 360 what's, is what's coming. The, explain what this means. People. So it's the Unity engine, you know, that yep. a lot of the yep. developers use. Games use yeah. yep. So they're going to make it so that it's free to use on the Xbox 360 and Xbox One games. Uh, so it's going to be con- completely compatible and you don't have to pay to use it. All right. So so this looking potentially... It's the indie game will, card, which, isn't it? Which will be indie, the indie game replacement, yeah. yeah. It's looking, And it's actually a much better engine than XNA, I would imagine. Yeah, well... It's just used across the board, you know, Void Games, yeah. I keep mentioning Void Games, shout out to Void Games, um, they they use it for, to make their games, so in a sense, they could port their games over. Yep, and you can actually uh, make some really cool looking games with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen it's them experiment it's, it's, with the oh, Unity engine, it, it's got some, yeah. got some decent power on it, yeah. It's got some good 3D rendering and everything in it. Shadowing, textures, oh, yeah. particle effects, it, it looks pretty. Na- Among the Sleep is on Unity, and that looks great. You know, and Slender um, was on the, the new version of Slender is on this, and that looks pretty cool as well. So I think that's really good news. And as long as they actually support it and give give people the opportunity to self-publish, then that's all they need, isn't it? You know. So that's the the, the last little thing. If they let people self-publish under Unity, I think that'll be a, a good thing for Xbox One. Um, so this week, I have to say, we have only one email. Oh, really? Yeah, one email. And I think it's because of all the other stuff we've been doing with E3 and everything and not reading emails. People have been gone, listening. Yeah, no, I'm not sending no emails in. They don't even read them out. Uh, Whoa, that ruled. So please, everybody listening, you can start sending emails in again. Not even an email off Jason. So I wonder if he's away on holiday or something or on, on vacation at the moment. But uh, not, even one from, not even one of him this week. So, Jason, where's your email, man? Although he may have been with Vlados. Maybe that's what Sounds he was. Sounds like he was. Anyway, the only email we have got is berating me. So here we go. Why is it berating you? Well, you'll see. It's called The Last of Us. And he says, hi, guys. Hi. Stu, oh, Ellie I... does throw bricks at the AI. I saw this quite a few times, but ah. only at the start. Before oh, she I gets told him to write and he wrote in. The AI will know when you run out of bullets. And in my experience, I heard them shout, he's out of ammo, get him. After the empty chamber noise was made. Like Duke said, maybe you just didn't experience those events or didn't pay attention. In Thanks. your face! <laughs> Actually, you know, I think the reason is that I, I sort of stealth through most of them, so I tried not to engage oh, unless so I Oh, so you're so good at the game, I, that's I, why. No, 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 not that I'm so good, but I didn't. Well, I tried not to use my gun unless I had to. He's so too good at the game, folks. I maybe just didn't trigger those events, I just didn't see them. So apologies, and I have uh, had a few on the actual website as well telling me exactly the same thing. Oh, so no, I'm right. I accept that it happened. Um, but by the time Ellie did anything, she had a gun, so she was shooting at people, which I obviously saw quite a lot, you know, shooting stuff. So that's cool. So anyway, apologies to everybody, and uh, apologies to Naughty Dog. I'm sure they're listening. Yep. Yep. Listening, the, naughty, the actual yes, Naughty I, Dog. Isn't it? The actual Naughty Dog is listening. So I accept that Ellie does that stuff. 
Sorry. Anyway, to this week's mini poll. Here we go. Are you ready for this? Yep. Ready. So this week's mini poll was... So with this generation coming to an end, which is the best console RPG? So, here were the choices. Uh, Here are the choices. Uh, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. Nope. Dark Souls. Nope. (laughs) Eternal Sonata. Uh, Hell no. Uh, The Elder Scrolls for Oblivion. Oh, I, I got thrown off there. No, second place. Second, oh, you think that's second? Whoa. Okay. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Fallout, 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 New Vegas. Oh, such a classic. Here, wait, I have something from that. What else did you want to discuss? There you go. Uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution. Uh, really? RPG? No. Sort of. Kind of. No. Kind of. No. Kind no. Of. Anyway, moving on. Is this uh, Mass Effect shit games. Shit up. Mass Effect series. No. Uh, the Elder Scrolls <laughs> 5. No. The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Oh yeah, baby. Nino Cooney. I haven't played it. I want to. I like what's his name. Yeah, I'm sure you would. Uh, Final Fantasy 13. Really? Look, I only I just put them all down. <laughs> right. Dragon Age Origins. Oh, so good, but not. Uh, that one's probably second place. Second, so, so you're thinking that was second place. I'll make your mind up. Yeah. Uh, the Witcher 2, Assassins of Kings. It's a good game. It's a good game. It's a good game. Uh, Fallout 3. Oh, so awesome. So yeah, good. Now, now, is that one second place then? Which one's second place? I don't know. Do you... It's so hard to pick. Which one's first place? You don't have to rank them. There, there's like five of them that are top tier. Skyrim, Dragon Age Origins, Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas. Those are all top tier. Anyway, let's carry on. Uh, Skyrim, number one. Uh, Fable series. Hell no. Fable 2 is good, but come on. Yeah. Bastion. Um, I never played the finish the whole... Although this has become Duke's opinions on each of these. <laughs> I know. I'm liking this. I'm liking this. <laughs> and the final one. And I didn't... I, I hummed and about putting this in there. I about putting this in. But the final one was Borderlands, because it, it kind of is. Uh, kind no. of. It's not an RPG. Just because it's it doesn't make it an RPG, man. Kind of is. Can't kind play of a role is. in that game. No, I get I get where you're coming from. All right. So I do appreciate that. Uh, but then on the on the flip side of it, in Final Fantasy 13, you play a, a set out characters, don't you? I you know, don't... but it has swords. Go ahead. What were the? <laughs> but it has swords. And in fact, in all fairness, Dragon Age Origins, you play characters, don't you? Yeah. You don't play your own role. Go ahead. What are you, what are you doing next? Well, anyway. What role will you play? No, you get to well, pick a... You, you there's play? like seven origins to choose from. What are you talking about? Anyway. It's the name of the game. Yeah, but they've, they've all got a defined story. You don't make up your own story like you would oh, in something yeah. like Sue. Yeah, the results. Yeah, Duke. Duke. Anyway, Chinny, what do, what do you think is first, Chinny? Duke. <laughs> yeah, it's Duke. not a game. Duke. Duke. Um, what was the option again? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not reading them well, again. Well, uh, it's either Fallout 3 or Mass Effect, isn't it? Really? Fallout 3, I'd say. So you're going for Fallout 3, not not Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim. Oh, shit. Fine. No, I'm joking. It's, got, it's good. It's got I just goblin. don't like wizards and orcs and elves and shit. Goblins and elves and shit. Yep. Okay, here we go. Let's do three to one. Are you ready? Three, ready. two, one. So in... Enjoyant 
third place uh, with 18.8% of the vote. So joint third place. We have Dark Souls and Mass Effect series. So well done to both of those games. In second place, we have Fallout 3. Yay! Uh, And that had 28.1% of the vote, so quite a considerable amount of the vote. But in first place, with a massive 43.8% of the vote was, of course, the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Yay, Skyrim! That's because our community knows what's up. I guess they do. So well done uh, for you. Uh, here we go. These were the comments. Far Cry 3, explanation points. No, that that is even less of a role-playing game than Borderlands or, you know, ones I got told off about putting in Come there. Come on. Come on. SX, for instance. Um, Dark Souls, deep, challenging, and engrossing. It just is okay. Just is, right. all right. Just is, all right. All right uh, don't know what, but it just is. Uh, loves it in it, whatever that was, uh, because I'm the toe cutter. Anyone any ideas what that means? Nope. Nope, no idea. Uh, Skyrim, maybe, favourite game ever. And that's from Woody, so thank you very much for that. Uh, it has to be Skyrim for the sheer size and beauty of the world. You don't even have to be doing quests to be having adventures and enjoying yourself. Got that right. Uh, Mass Effect has, has been a revelation for me. Hated RPGs before them. And that's from Step J. Oh my god. So many. It's only now I realise that most of the games I play are RPGs. Definitely Elder Scrolls games and Fallouts. Also The Witcher 2 is amazing and has a cool story. I would question Deus Ex being on this list. But it is still one of my all-time favourites, so that wins my vote too. The JC Meister. There you go. Thank you for he that. He said Deus Ex. Yeah, he said that, no. Uh, I think because I gave people could vote, vote for multiple games. Mm. I let people vote for more than one. Mm. Um, I can't pick one. It's a toss-up between Skyrim and Dragon Age Origins. Both have great storylines, characters, and worlds. And worlds. They're both great games. Ain't no doubt about that. Ain't no doubt about it. Uh, Skyrim is a close second, but it has to be Mass Effect. Epic scale and well-realized universe filled with great characters. Fallout 3, because it's one that grabbed my attention and time. And that's from Bongo, so thank you for that. Uh, Mass Effect, the story was so engrossing, the gameplay was great as well. I didn't see any problem with the ending like some people did. I'm with him, or her, whoever that oh, is. Oh, the extended one was better. Yeah, true. Uh, Eternal Sonata was the best looking and most feeling, in my opinion. And that was from I Pete. And I'm with him on that. I like that game. Uh, just based on how much I played both. No idea. Uh, just because. Fuck you. From Chris Ho. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay. Chris Ho. We don't know which game it was, but that's what he says. Uh, Skyrim has its issues on the PS3 in the beginning, but I don't regret any of the hundreds of hours I put in. There's a reason Duke loves it. There you go. Doesn't, I don't know who said that, but they're wrong. No, they're not wrong. Uh, Dark Souls is without a doubt the best game I've ever played in all of my 40 years. It's tough, it's deep, and so rewarding when you surmount each hurdle. There you go. There are some great games. Dark Souls. I still need to... I know, yeah. yeah. There are some great games on this list, but nothing else felt closer to a true role-playing game than Dark Souls. 
brutal and unforgiving but infinitely rewarding an experience not to be missed for true rpg fans and because i forgot last time from mark of exempt or exempt mr fish 79 on twitter so thank you for that uh, next one space gavla 88 i'm assuming he's referring to mass effect quite probably and then the final one says i voted mass effect because they're just my favorite games Although I suspect, I suspect the Bethesda RPGs are better as RPGs. And that's from Phil Mulholland, a.k.a. Axman Phil. So, there you go. That's a mini poll for this week. And Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim is a clear win. Clear win. So, there you go. So, as always, uh, thank you to everybody who replied in our week's yeah, mini poll. Now, I'm debating whether I do one for action... Uh, games next week or one for so you know what i mean just do a few over the next mm-hmm, coming weeks mm-hmm, oh i know mm-hmm. and see see what people think um okay and i think that's about it for this week we have there's not any more news to discuss you know oh, we've talked about thanks folks yeah talk to my guys. oh by the way what i didn't say is what i didn't say is uh i went <laughs> in the local like test to no i know yeah i went in the local test field this sorry, week sorry sorry time Guess what? They didn't have available to buy. What, have... what did they have available to buy, Stu? No, didn't have available. So that's to what buy. I said. I said, well, what did they have available to buy, Stu? <laughs> uh, the Wii U. There was no Wii U's available. Oh, there what? was no like. There was not, not even like a space where no you demand. Been. No demand. Was just, they, did, they had them at ASDA because I went in there as well for something, and they had them there, but none in Tesco. And they only had two Wii U games available to buy on the shelf Jeez. as well in, in Tesco. I think that's pretty bad for one of the biggest supermarket chains in the country. Now, I'm not saying that applies to every Tesco in the country because they may have them somewhere, but in our local Tesco, which is a big one, there was none. I was kind of shocked. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that being said, Ooh. I think we need to do some shout-outs and get the hell out of hell. Shout-out. Shout-out. It's time for a Colbert Report shout-out. Hey! Right, go on then, Duke. Off you go. Okay. My shout-outs. I'm going to shout-out Tuscan for the Lego. The Lego Breaking Bad video. Did y'all see this? Yeah, that's from yonks ago. Well, I hadn't... Shows how often you go on the forums. I'm sorry that I hadn't seen it before, but I've seen it now. Son of a bitch. And I appreciate sharing it, Tuscan. Shit, also, yeah. I will thank Richard Primrose for recommending Soul Survivor, which is a tower defense game. It's $10, so I'm not buying that on Steam yet. But the summer sale should be right around the corner. Hopefully, uh, rack up some ka-ching. I believe it'll be about July 14th or something like that, July 13th. I've, I've heard rumor-wise. I've heard lots of rumors when... about various different days. I'm just, every day That's I wake it's... up, I go run into the computer. I know, supposedly when it's coming. Kentucky Route Zero, that's all I want. Anyway, that's it. That's all my shout-outs. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Did you sound Judy any more bored? I know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what oh. to tell you. He's just like, I want to get back to writing my book. It's been uh, written for a while. What are you talking about? Oh, finishing it, tidying it up, making your flyers or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So are you going to you gonna do signings? Are you going to sit there behind a table and go, would you like me to sign? Who do you want me to sign it to? Sign it. I know, Exactly. I'm the author of this uh, very cool story. <laughs> uh, sorry. I know, I'm sorry. I, no, I mean, it would be, you know, it, if it would happen, it would happen, but I don't think anybody cares, so. You know, you know you've made it when some girl comes up and goes, oh, can you sign on my arm, please? 
Well, listen with a bodily part. No, that wouldn't have anything to do with making it. Did you even read this, yeah, you stupid girl? <laughs> Get away. I don't want to have anything to do with you. I'm a celebrity. Don't come near me. <laughs> anyway, Chitty. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to shout out Void Games. I've mentioned them quite a few times, so I thought, ah, why not? Um, yeah. Void Games. They have a game on the iPhone. Um, and, yeah, you know, they, they, they uh, it's like a Guess the Game 2. They are coming out with another game called Super Tap. I don't know if I've revealed something I shouldn't have, but hey. Um, you know, what are they going to do? Like, rest me. Uh, anyway, so that's kind of like a bit more of a gamey game. So these kind of logo quizzes really helps them just kind of, you know, just a bit of support for them, just kind of get get something on the store, just kind of learn the process of it all. Um, but, yeah, so if you can make an effort just to go guess the game two. If you've already got guess the game one, maybe, you know, you can find it through that. But um, And they have got guess the movie as well. So if you're finding Void Games on the App Store, uh, that's them. Cool. Give them a hand. Somebody give him a hand. Is that it? Yeah, is it? Is it? Uh, well, I'd like to shout out Vlados. Yeah. Uh, for doing a, a guest appearance on the show. I don't think he's going to be a regular thing because I don't, you know, unless there's something really cool, she won't be around. Yeah. You know, we'll have to, you know, try and tent her out again if something else cool comes out on the indie games. Uh, but I've got to say, what's kind of interesting, I have been on there, you know, the number of releases since we stopped doing it haven't been that many, really. It, it does seem to be really slowing down on how much, yeah, how much stuff's coming out on there as yep, well. So, yep. so it does seem to be slowing down. Um, and I'd like to shout out Silver Dollar Games because you know what, you know, we've given them and Duke especially has given them a lot of grief on our show, yeah. but I feel that they have God, made a really decent game. Yeah, no, I don't feel, feel bad, bad because they have produced <laughs> gallons and gallons of hogwash. Look, Rupert Murdoch has put out some good journalistic media. But he's also put out gallons and gallons of garbage. See what you did there, Ginny. We were meant to be... You've turned what was meant to be a positive thing into a negative you thing. You just though. called me out for being negative. What Dude, do you want I to didn't say? Why are you so negative? Yeah, why are you so negative? <laughs> I know. God. It's, just, it's my problem. You've got you've to you've be a half-full a half glass kind of no, person. No, I don't have to be a half-full glass kind of person. If the glass is crusted with garbage, I'm going to say, hey, look, that glass is crusted with garbage. Look, look on the bright side. You could have a ten-stone testicle. And Every time somebody not. tells me to look on the bright side, they're usually trying to get me to gloss over something horrible. That you've not got a ten-stone testicle. I mean... Come on. Do you know what could be worse than that? Want to do? I thought we were doing shout-outs here. Well, I kind of am. Uh, and Duke is wrong for disliking a company. Yep. Anyway, pretty much it, yeah. yeah, it's pretty much it. Uh, anyway, moving on. And a shout-out to Duke for working hard on his bookstore. Yeah, well done, Duke. Can't uh, wait to read yeah, it. Yeah, well done, man. Yeah, well, when we get to read his supposed copy. copy. I'll get the revisions in, and then hopefully it'll be online soon. Online. Yeah, yeah. Whenever. Online. I'm not from the future. Whatever. Future boys. What's up with paper? What's up with paper stuff? We want paper. Printed. Want to drive over there and stab you both. Want a want a cover on it? You know, with some blurb on the back. Yeah. I want my picture <laughs> yeah. in it. Yeah. 
Oh, my picture. Billy, saying, go, Billy always says that when she reads the book. I've read the blurb. Yeah. I, I, I want my picture in the, the front cover saying, like, this book would not be made without this man. Wouldn't have been possible without uh, Mike Chin's assistance. Yeah. 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 I mean, he deserved even that. It's the least he could do, and it's true. Yeah. I think you just do a single acknowledgement to Mike Chin. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, mate. Yeah, in big letters. Thanks, Duke. You know, Comic Sans. Comics. Uh, 15 points. <laughs> big, 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 big letters. Before. All right, I guess we're done. Thanks for listening, everybody. Song at the end. There you go. There you go. Another show in the can. It was another show in the can. I think that's pretty good. By the way, I I bought a paperback book at the no, weekend. You didn't, oh, no. I did. I did. We went right. It was Millie's Millie's uh, summer fur at school, and he had like a book stall. Now, what was really weird, right? Uh, and I know you're going to deride this, Duke. But I'm assuming you've heard of the author Dean Koontz or Dean R. Koontz. Right. Don't original. get me started on Dean Koontz. Right, listen, listen, though. Listen, listen, right? Other name, don't care about what's going he on. He did many, 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 many years ago. When he very first started, before he started becoming just like a James Patterson, just roll out a new book every month kind of writer, right? And then doing loads of co-written. How do you co-write a book? I was saying, how do you do that? Are you going to finish with this Dean Koontz thing? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Many, 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 many years ago, I read a book called uh, The Watchers or Watchers. Many, many, many. Have you, have you read this or heard of it? No, no, I have not. It's actually one of his sort of best books, in my opinion. It was one of his very early ones. Better than Jesus? And it was better than Jesus. And basically, it was about a dog and this weird creature that were made Sounds from the great. same genetic material. And it was basically going to be a military, military weapon, and they send the dog behind enemy lines, and then the sort of killing machine follows it, because it's, like, psychically linked Why to Why do it. they need a dog? Because the dogs obviously wouldn't be seen as a threat. So it's like a golden Labrador, so it would just be seen as a dog, so they wouldn't realize it was a secret weapon. But it's not a secret weapon. It has a secret weapon following it. Exactly, but they don't know they that. No, they don't know that, and it's highly intelligent as well. You know, Dude, it's they like don't you know, know, like a human in dog form. Why do they need the dog? What does the dog do? The dog goes behind oh, enemy lines, and you don't suspect the dog is anything other than a dog. Okay, all right. Oh, <sighs> and then oh, the killer thing follows the dog. I scared when Duke gets mad. I want to attack London. Yeah. Okay. I have a killing machine I can just send to London. Yeah. Why not just send the killing machine to London? Because it doesn't know where to go. The killing machine's not really very intelligent. It follows the dog. So it's not I don't follow know. a dog, but it's not intelligent enough to Shut up. follow. You're not even going to get to the point. God. So I was saying to Kay, oh, I wonder if they got it on Kindle. Right, thinking it'd be quite cheap, but it wasn't. It was still about five quid. I'm like, oh, well, I'd like well, to read it. Five quid is expensive for a book now. Shut up. Oh, anyway. Anyway. Not anymore. 
So anyway, we, so I'm saying all this, went to the summer fair and they had a bookstore. Out of there, said, yes. I wonder if they got the watches. And lo and behold, no, there was an original no. copy from 1987. Book. Original copy of it there. And I got it 50p. Oh, so heaven. It's much cheaper than five. I told you when I read his Frankenstein book. Oh, that was awful. That was way in. That was that was not his best work. That's the worst piece of garbage. No, no, no. Is it early? Watches. I can actually recommend it. It was kind of a cool story. Well, I won't be reading it because it just sounds ludicrous. Yeah. No, it is quite good. It <laughs> it's is quite super good. killing machine. <laughs> I can't super, see all the directions. Super killing machine. Kill it. Kremlin. Do not understand Moscow. Follow this dog. Okay, that's easy. What? Why Rex, did you, and then, why, why did you kill everybody at Wimbledon? I told you to go to... Oh, <laughs> God. Um, oh, but they super then, intelligent, fortunately. There was, Moscow, there, was a, <laughs> there was a film adaptation oh, of this. Wolverhampton. Film adaptation of this story. You wouldn't notice, with, Duke, you wouldn't notice. Corey, <laughs> Corey Haim in it or something like that, and it was terrible. Jeez, the movie terrible. adaptation of Dean Koontz book being terrible, I can't imagine. Yeah. But look, it was. But what I what I soon realized with Dean Koontz was like every book was almost identical, but hey. just slightly different themes. I mean, hey, I you know I've only read the one, so I can't say for sure. Yeah, he didn't start with a good one though. That wasn't a really That's what good everybody one. Everybody says when I had when my students were crazy about Lil Wayne, they were like, "You gotta listen to this song," and I listened to it, and I was like, "That's stupid." And they go, "You didn't." Oh, the next year, everyone goes, "You didn't listen to the right Lil Wayne song. You gotta listen to this Lil Wayne song." And I'm like, "Oh God." That's what everybody says. The right said. Little Wayne song is the no Little Wayne song. <laughs> there you go. That is, that is the right Little Wayne song. With that song. wisdom, I think we can understand. Little Wayne. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, the hell we need to get out of here. And uh, Thanks, guys. Anyway. Bye. Have a good night. Swag. Bye. Swag.